Hello, Riddles in the Dark fans. This is Trish Lambert, co-host of Riddles in the Dark with Corey Olson and Dave Kale, and also co-host of Riddles in the Dark Digest with Laura Burkholz. This is a bonus Riddles, Riddles in the Dark Digest episode. I sat down with Brianna Melvin, who's winner, who's winner of last year's Riddles in the Dark contest. Brianna is a whiz-bang um, animation artist. She's an, she's an artist of all, in all kinds of media. Her artwork shows up on the Mythgard um, site in the coursework artwork that we, uh, we uh, get to see on the site. And uh, she did this amazing job of taking all of the video logs that Jackson, Peter Jackson put out last year, as well as the sneak peek preview that he did earlier this year, and split them up and then reassembled it into one large video that, um, as far as she can tell, goes in chronological order. So this um, bonus episode is basically Brianna and I looking at the video and commenting on it. Now, unfortunately, we can't share the video with you because that's copyright issue. there's copyright issues involved with that. We can't publish it in a public forum. But Brianna has included sound, um, sound bites from the live video. And also, um, if you go to the MythGuard site, to the bonus Riddles in the Dark episode page, the post, there are... Um, some stills that uh, she clipped from these. So hopefully that'll help you. Um, anyway, I hope you enjoy this and stay tuned till the very end because we also have a bonus conundrum for you. So with that, I will turn it over to Brianna and enjoy the bonus episode. Hey, Riddles in the Dark listeners. I'm an unfamiliar voice named Bree who's going to be in this episode. This is a special episode focusing around the special live event preview for the Desolation of Smaug that aired a few weeks ago. Some little notes, though, I want to make before the episode starts about the audio quality. We recorded through Google Hangouts, and for some reason, since I was recording, it was boosting my audio and lowering Trish's audio down. It also kept fading over. I think this is just an aspect of Google Hangouts to improve communication between two people, but it doesn't sound that great recorded. There was also a bit of lag, so I ended up talking over Trish a little too much. I'm really sorry about that, Trish. One other thing is that we got disconnected halfway through recording this podcast. There's this one moment around the 15-minute mark. I'm not exactly sure on the timestamp because I haven't edited the intro in yet. The audio cuts out and then mysteriously comes back and it feels like something's missing. Well, that's because there is something missing. Sorry about that. The internet sucks sometimes. Besides that, though, audio is pretty good. You can make out everything we're saying, and hopefully you enjoy this episode. Greetings, Riddles in the Dark, listeners, analysts, and even co-hosts, because we don't have co-hosts on today's session. Actually, we have one, Trish Lambert. This is uh, Trish Lambert, co-host of Riddles in the Dark, and I am here today with Brianna Melvin, who may be famous amongst all of you all for, the, I keep dropping her name, and Dave and I keep dropping her name. I'm the one in the chat years. constantly. <laughs> And we always, you know, we, we, we're the ones, Brianna's the person we always wait for. It's like, I want to see what Brianna's answer is going to be on this riddle because Brianna won last year and I sucked last year. So, um, 
So, you know, Brianna is always our sort of go-to person on this stuff. Not only that, but Brianna, you've got some background, plan. don't you? Well, don't you, have, you have some... <laughs> it's all going to backfire. Uh, yeah, I, I went to school to study 3D animation, and I haven't really got a job yet, but I'm still working on it. But um, in my spare time, I work on screenplays, just practice. Like, I, this is the stuff I do. I mean, I'm obsessed with film, obviously. I mean, I'm an animator, so I, I do the grunt work technically, but... It's you have to know everything about it, anyways, and I mean, obviously, I like the films, and whatnot. <laughs> so yeah, so I mean, it's not just that you lucked out by accident and had the most right answers. I mean, this is kind of your field, so you sort of oriented that direction. Now yeah. you also have a, you also have another claim to fame, correct? Because you do some of the illustrations for the MythGuard courses. Oh uh, yeah, like it's really weird because I'm kind of known for really different things on the internet. So if you <laughs> you might know me from something else without knowing me. Because <laughs> I was really big on YouTube for a while. And, oh my goodness! Uh, yeah, everyone hates me because I haven't posted a video in like two years. But um, I used to do like every day. It really helped me like get comfortable talking on these things, so I can edit my cool. voice and I even care. I run a really big animation blog on Tumblr that has like ten thousand followers, so people probably don't realize oh it's me. <laughs> I just post animation art. Uh, so if you follow animation tidbits, then you you technically know who I am. It's like, yeah, I do the Mythgard art, but I'm like, all, all these other secret things, technically. <laughs> but I mostly use the, the screen name 89 Ravenclaw, so, yeah. Oh, okay, right. I've seen that before. I think you've been on, like, the Middle Earth Network chat room, too, right? Haven't you? Uh, talk on there, I think? Or somewhere we were that, well, that you I were I don't even know. That. I've been on the internet my yeah. whole life. I don't even know anymore. You don't even remember? If you Google me, I take up the first two pages. I don't... <laughs> if it's, if, yeah, me too. I tell people, it's like, you want to know about me, just Google my name. Um... If it's Tuesday, it must be Middle Earth Network chat room. No, if it's Tuesday, it must be Rules in the Dark. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know anymore. All right. Well, we're here today, tonight for a real treat. Um, Brianna has put together there – was, there was a small group of us, Dave Kale, me, um, Ben, Steve Schoenwolf, Brianna. I can't remember who, if there was anybody else on, in that. Uh, the list is over somewhere on some Facebook. Yeah, somewhere. someplace. But there was about a handful of us that kind of got together on a group chat and, and, li and watched – Peter Jackson's sneak preview that was um, that was kind of connected to you know if you bought the Blu-ray or DVD by a certain date then you which got which the is totally lame because we're all waiting for the extended edition yeah right because come on that, it was pretty smart marketing actually because it certainly made me buy it and I'm going to buy the extended edition anyway um, anyway uh, so we watched that together and then um, we were able to to record it off the web but uh, unfortunately of course can't share it because it is copyrighted material and we get in a lot of trouble and Warner Brothers has been like super fast on taking it down so we right. couldn't sneak it if we wanted to there's no point yeah because I mean I think maybe one person maybe would see it and then it would be gone and we would have you know, we would be in trouble <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so what but what Brianna's done is she's taken that that film, you know, the film of the sneak preview, but also gone back to the video logs, that, uh, video blogs that um, Jackson did through, um, through the first, you know, through the first pre-season for the first movie. He hasn't really done, he hasn't done any really. I don't think he's even done. No, the, the live event was technically the first official video yeah, blog for right. Desolation of Smaug, and it's because they already, if you look at the way they were releasing the videos last year, it lines up with what originally was going to be film one. But right. since the big chunk of that is now being in film two, they've already showed those videos. So we're probably right. not going to get any until after the trailer this summer, which is right. most likely going to be Gatsby or Superman, because those are the only two uh, Warner Brothers uh, films that are coming out in early summer. And they said they're working on the trailer now. Okay. Well, and also Comic Con, there there's bound to be something. There'll, I would there'll probably be pr another video vlog thing like they did last yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, CinemaCon has come and gone, and you know that was the one last year when the Nazgul mm-hmm. got announced. You know, the, the scene that's uh, you know that that actually he re-released in the sneak preview is the scene of uh, Gandalf and Radagast going down into the tombs of the Nazgul. It was actually that scene. It was like officially that was the one. That was the one that was the CinemaCon. Oh. That's why we were freaking out. That's not even that. They made a big deal out of that. Yeah, yeah. But CinemaCon's come and gone now, and in fact, the media basically said he didn't really, you know, there wasn't a big flap for The Hobbit um, at CinemaCon. So that's, oh. it's been kind of disappointing. It's been kind of, you know, it's slow goings, kind of, you know, in Riddles in the Dark Land at this point, because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I have to admit, you know, Dave and Corey and I, when we talk about what topic to talk about, we're, we're, we're sort of dragging our heels a little bit in terms of going much forward, much further forward in the story, because we figure that, you know, mid-year, and beyond, you know, Jackson's going to, you know, be revving up the trailer engine and whatever else. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we kind of want to wait to see what comes out before we get to really talking about, you know, beyond, well, I suppose really beyond the barrels. Uh-huh. It's better you know, not to have all what... your riddles proved wrong halfway through the year. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, you know, we had a couple last year that, you know, obviously were going to be wrong before the movie ever came out. So we're uh-huh. kind of waiting and also to see kind of, you know, what gets talked about. And, you know, right now, everything that the... Because I, you know, I'll, I'll notice an interview with Martin Freeman, an interview with Richard Armitage, an interview with this dwarf or that dwarf, but it's pretty all recycled stuff right now. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not really saying anything new, and I figure it's not going to be until, uh, you know, Jackson pushes the, the trigger button, you know, where mm-hmm. they're now allowed to say some more stuff about the. I know Evangeline Lilly hasn't really even been interviewed all that much now, and, and you know, so anyway, so I'm hoping, you know, I got my fingers crossed that, you know, mid year. And beyond, we're going to get, like you said, you know, Gatsby or Superman, which is like what you said, early summer, right? Um, yeah. I believe. We're going to get a trailer. I so. can't remember the release dates, but okay. yeah. It's either so, end of May or beginning of June or something like that. Okay. So uh, so this is all we have at the moment. And unfortunately, like we said, you know, we can't really share with you this particular piece mm-hmm. that Brianna put together. We can describe it gonna, thoroughly. We can describe it to you. I said we could have done it with Lego characters and finger puppets. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but um, but we'll and describe it to you. And your birds and dogs. Too. And my birds and dogs. That's right. They could carry trays. It would be great. Your cat um, could be the necromancer um, hiding. They're oh perfect, perfect. You can't get it because he's in a um, tower, which is the fridge. That's, that's right. That's right. The fridge. That's right. That's right. That's right. The dog door refrigerator. Um, and it's black. Too. Oh, okay. Perfect. Um, thir- this is a 13-minute piece that you've put together, and um, mm-hmm. we're starting. Actually, you're kind of starting. So you put it together in as, as chronolog- chronological an order as you can. You're based on um, what I think the film's going to be, but I offset right. all the Gandalf stuff because that can be sprinkled in, and it, I right. bet it's not even determined by the filmmakers yet because it's, it's going to be more of an edited thing, what feels right, right at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the video that we're talking about is something I, I edited together, all the production videos, based on what footage is relevant. Uh, it doesn't include... Ju- it includes a lot of set stuff, too, just because you can guess things based on set details. It's really just... It, most of this footage is already available, but the live footage I threw in here as well, so I can't post it. Um, right. The thing about the live event is people said not a lot of stuff happened, but I went back and watched it, like, frame by frame. I was like, there's a lot in here. I didn't realize <laughs> what was in here. And I think, actually, this will help with, like, making some riddles. Oh, cool. Okay. I, I, yeah. I should say, I should, you know, I told you before we started I was going to give Dave credit for this, and I want to stop and say that, you know, the, what is it, the Dave Kale Dom, World Domination Network, um, mm-hmm. this is yet another brainchild of Dave Kale, this, this podcast that Brian and I are doing. And when we say brainchild, he was just like, 
you want to do a podcast analysis after you go through the video? I was like, okay. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> it was like one, one thing, sentence. One thing about my buddy Dave, he's a real idea man. <laughs> that's why you organize them. <laughs> that's why I organize them. That's right. That's Gotta right. control the boys. <laughs> well, we know what happened. The one that he said he wanted to do post-production on, you know, the Girls in the Dark, which was the last one of season one. And, you know, that was at Christmas time. And when did it come out? March. <laughs> I, it came out with the DVD. It was planned, remember? That's right. That's I'm glad right. I listened to that one live. <laughs> I mean, it cracked me up because, you know, the thing I told Corey, I said, look, you know, because he said something about, you know, he said, I forget. He didn't actually say, why don't you do it? He didn't say that because Corey just doesn't do that. But I said to Corey, look, Dave, Dave actually called me specifically after we were done recording that episode and specifically asked to do it. So it's like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to step in. You know, and I actually did ask Dave a couple of times, but he really had, you know, he wanted to, he wanted to play that Christopher <laughs> Lee music, you know, so <laughs> anyway, it was pretty oh, funny. Whatever. So that's why I coordinate. <laughs> and anybody that listened to season one last year when Dave was still doing the post-production remembers that it got to be kind of a joke, you know, like the length of time it would take for the episodes to come out on iTunes. I can so barely I mean, remember I, it now. It's kind of all blur. Yeah, and I'm dra I'm dragging a little bit just now because I've taken on a full time job now, which I didn't have last year. But I think I'm still doing better than Dave did. So. Don't you mean stalling for uh, new videos from Peter there you Jackson? Go. <laughs> That's right, stalling for new videos. We kind of uh, might have to. You guys kind of might have to start doing that. I know. Well, well just, we have just throwing a Tolkien professor Q and A there in the middle. That's right. And well, the other thing is, is I've got the analysts in my back pocket. You know, push comes to shove, we get the analysts to come be guests. You know, each singly, be, come and be a guest on the show. Yeah. Well, you I'm know, a, we can, kind of an honorary analyst, anyways. You're so. an honorary analyst, yeah. So we could get the analysts. You know, like, like I already talked to Dave about having Father Roderick. You know, who does Secrets of the Hobbit podcast, but he hasn't done any so far this year. And, um, hmm. and so I said to Dave, you know, what I would like, and he hasn't filled out any of the grid either, you know, for Riddles of the Dark, because usually Dave, because they're doing Secrets of the Hobbit together, Dave usually can ping him, you know, to Yeah, to just that. ask him during so the said, show well, even. Right. I said, why don't we have Father Roderick actually on the show at more or less the midpoint, which would be probably like, you know, sometime in June, like the mid-June date mm -hmm. for the episode. And I said, let's have that be our review, you know, review of the year up till now, and we'll go through all the riddles. We'll get his answers. Uh -huh. You know, it'll be a great kickoff to, for him to resume Secrets of the Hobbit, and it's a it's a good filler episode. <laughs> I think if there was ever a good riddle to have all of them come together, it would probably be the one that will eventually be on the split, but who knows when that will actually be. Like, we need more before we even get to that, but... We do, we do. I think we're going to be, be doing... One. We're going to do the... Um, we're going to do the beginning of the movie one probably pretty soon. Because I think, mm -hmm. you know, given what we've got, we've got the show for that. Oh, I think right. we know exactly what's going to happen in the first hour of this movie. I think, like, after this, we'll all know exactly what's going to happen. I think right. I well, know. except that, you know, there's one piece of footage, and I'm trying to remember where I saw this. It was just recently I saw it. And I am just blanking on when it, where it was I saw it. Um, of um, That was actually predates this beginning scene that you've put into the movie, oh. which was Gandalf and uh, Thorin, and and they're, I think they're kind of at, not the bottom of the carrot, but they're like at the bottom of the, the top piece, you know, like the, the bear's head, and then it kind of slants oh. down, and then I think it starts to spiral down. I don't think down. I've seen that, but I mean, I, w I finally rewatched the first movie the first time, uh, like a week ago. Right. And I right. still don't they like don't it. Really, <laughs> but, um... <laughs> 
they're very coy about it in the first movie. They don't. You could show see it. steps. I mean, you could definitely see steps. Right. You don't actually see the bear head. I mean, the only reason we know it's a bear head is because of the book that came out. You know, the Chronicles book. But I saw a scene. You know, where they had some. I think they had some green screen and stuff, and it and it looked like where what it was was maybe that first. You know, they were maybe coming down the carrick at that first level, maybe going down, you know, getting ready to go downstairs. And um, so that was kind of like, the reason I remember that was because that's, you know, the question of how's the movie going to start? You know, what scene is going to, are we going to have exposition to start with? Are we going to just start right off at the carrick? You know, I mean, it was just like, we don't know. But um, we'll get so, to that. We're going to talk about, about that specifically. So, um, okay. Yeah, we're so why, let's, let's walk through this. Let's, let's walk through this. Um, okay. There's. There's a bunch of stuff shown. I'd say we got, uh, I think Jackson got up to some scenes of Bilbo inside the mountain. As we go through this live footage, there are some certain things we should all be looking for, and it's sort of how I structured putting all this footage together chronologically, which I really did as show notes. Also, I apologize in advance. I'm a fast talker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. We're a good pair. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I might. I also have a little bit of Corey tendencies and tend to go along, but in a sort of yeah, lecture yeah, mode. Too. I don't know why. I'm not a teacher. I don't have an excuse. But uh, we should look for costumes, uh, changes in costumes. We should look for subtle differences between the sets because a key prop could give something away. Um, some of the best things are hidden in two frames of footage between a sizzle reel at the end. Uh, there's also some things in the background. I didn't notice Balin in one of the backgrounds where Toriel and Legolas are talking for the longest time, but he's there, and he's really obvious he's there when you actually look for it. There will sometimes be shots of what's actually on the camera, because you'll see the camera in the behind-the-screens footage within the view. You, everyone's looking at, like, Martin Freeman in that video, but then if you actually look to the side, you'll see what the actual shot is, which is really informative, because... Shots are planned, mm -hmm. composition, you know, all that junk. And just looking at the amount of footage, having it all in front of you makes you realize this is going to take some time. We're not going to have time for every all these other things we think is going to be in the movie. I really don't think we're going to get that far with the Gandalf story arc because they're dragging out the necromancer thing. But we'll also get to that. <laughs> I don't want to get ahead of myself. Yeah, that's that's kind of the things we have to look for. Well, I think that, you know, I think the stuff is. This is actually really good. This is a great um, checklist, actually, for when you know video logs and trailers come out. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, one will come Start out soon. Out yeah, folks. You know, I, we may have to remind folks of this. You know, costume changes, subtle differences. You know, look for this. So it's a great mm -hmm. little tutorial about you know looking for that stuff. But okay. And based on what I I have observed, it seems that. The overall structure of the film, which even though we shouldn't completely be focusing on, we should be focusing on the little riddles. I find that if we focus too much on a riddle, that's when you start getting the answer wrong. And if you don't <laughs> think about riddle, if you don't think about film three, you're going to get stuff wrong because mm -hmm. things because they all they're all connected. They're all they were originally all one script. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so it seems that two is a, second films and trilogies are really hard because they're they're giant second acts and they don't right. have to follow the three act thing. Two Towers is really tricky to structure. Um, it made sense that the first Hobbit film matched Fellowship of the Ring because they are very similar in content and structure. But this one's going to be harder. But it seems that they're, instead of acts, we're kind of having chapters based on locations. And we have the first chapter being the events in Mirkwood, the second being the stuff in Lake Town, and then finally what's going on in Smaug with Dol Gorder right. uh, stuff sprinkled in, okay. just to keep in mind. Going through the live event stuff, we're going to be doing it concurrently with the, the pre-production stuff. I don't, I'm not able to tell you what videos come from 
which because I, I push them all together and I don't have any right. notes right. for myself telling me. But I mean, just rewatch them if you if you really want to look. And I'll be pretty I, descriptive. Some I do remember, like this first scene that we're looking at, where the where the company is running and they run into Bjorn's house. That's from the sneak preview. I know. Yeah, I've also kind of my mind has mixed them all up into this video now because I was just like edit. <laughs> Edit. So we're going to talk about things in chronological, blah, blah, blah. I can't say the word either. Order. Chronological order. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you can only say it when it's not you saying it. But um, That's right. That's right. Rather than the order they present it in the actual live event. Because the live event, people think, oh, it was an hour. Lots of things were shown. And while that's technically true, a lot of it was just them walking around and Pete going, hey, look at this movie poster. I like yeah, this movie. And he was also kind of you know, teasing us, you know, like with the dragons, you know, they're designing dragons and they were all bogus, how to train your dragon. I mean? They're all how to train yeah. a dragon in really bad 3d stuff, which, yeah. which is great because it shows the insanity that happens. I am the person who works at this little desk. Right. You go insane. Right. So you're like, <laughs> I have the power to make these really weird things. I'll make a crappy dragon that doesn't do anything. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I actually think uh, that we know what Smog looks like based on the first film, because when I rewatched mm -hmm. it the other day, I was like, I can see everything. <laughs> and it also is really similar, isn't it, to that one that Alan Lee did? Yeah, I think, I think he's did. not, based on what I, I observed, he's not as long, because uh, you, you can see his leg. So you can see you can, all four feet, can't you? Yeah, so you can guess the in. length based yeah. on the time it takes to grow. I don't know why I'm like this, but you can yeah. see the length by how far it goes. You can sort of guess how heavy it is based <laughs> on how the animator made it walk. Uh, you can see the shape of the actual skull based on how the coins are falling. I'll maybe go over this later and draw it mm -hmm. on top of the screen still. But I think, like, everything is, <laughs> you can guess what it is because there's so much intention behind every little tiny thing in film that right. you just have to right. kind of work backwards and then you can figure right. it out. We're reverse engineering the dragon. Yeah, reverse engineering the dragon. I think he's definitely not as worm-like as we are hoping he'll be. Right. He's right. very heavy and his chest looks like it's the heavy thing, but I'm getting off track. Let's start with Bjorn. We're going to go through the we're going to go through the whole film and based on all the footage we've seen ever. Okay. So, what we have seen based on the live event first is that is a shot of the dwarves all running together with Gandalf on the lead into what appears to be Bjorn's house, and they all run in together, defeating all um, hope that they'll come in one by one. Right, right. And there's also a pig and an axe, apparently. Right. Um, yeah, so I guess they, they must be running from the character down, and Gandalf knows where they are. But it seems really weird to start with them running like this at the very beginning of the film, which makes me wonder if there's going to be a prologue before that matches the tone that will edit, transfer into it. I'm not really sure. Right. It's, it's one of the things I'm, I'm less clear about because they kind of went prologue heavy on number one. Right. Well, they kind of did prologues in all three of them. Uh, yeah, but not, the ranks, not like five in the beginning <laughs> of each movie. Yeah, that's true. Um, the uh, When I first saw that scene, I automatically assumed they were running from orcs but when um when i brought it up uh to the crowd i think it was on the riddles of the dark page somebody mentioned that it might be they're running from bees which makes a lot more bees. sense and in fact i'm hoping it's that is this winnie the pooh now no but you <laughs> know bjorn, some honey. bjorn was a big beekeeper oh i totally don't remember this but i'll yeah. i yeah i forgot yeah and i mean he served him honey cakes and i mean it was a big you know it was a thing it was a thing hmm. 
Bjorn. So, uh, so we're hoping that, you know, somebody said giant bees. I don't care if they're giant. I mean, it's, oh, that'd be so, no, because then they'd be stupid CG bees that yeah, don't look no. real at all. But bees would, would be, you know, that would be, because I could see, I could even almost see that Bjorn maybe as a beekeeper also, the bees kind of guard his, you know, his house for him. I'm, you know, I mean, I could even see that. So, anyway, mm-hmm. so that, that could be what's going on here. I don't know. But anyway, they're running, they're running, running, running. Yeah. The, it's, it's a pretty wide shot. Um, it's from the woods, and it appears to be a clearing within the woods because I can see a great deal, but who knows how much that will change in post. Right. Probably not that much because this is an on-location shot rather than a green screen shot. And what it reminds me of is a – I'm not sure if it's extended edition or not, but um, Fellowship of the Ring after they come down from Moria and they go into the woods. This part where they're running across the clearing quickly to get under the cover mm-hmm. of the trees. Mm-hmm. Even though they're mm-hmm. pretty safe away from the orcs at that point, but I guess they were firing arrows while they were mourning during the Gandalf lament song that was playing. Right, well, right, right. But I'm here sorry. they're pretty far away. I mean, the eagles took them pretty far away. But I guess maybe they just want cover. It could be as simple as that, or there could be bees. Or there could be bees. <laughs> yeah. Could. Now, the, now we we've had still photos. Um, I think I posted them on one of our episodes last year of Bjorn's mm-hmm. house. But you know, I mean, I don't. I, and it it's weird because they kind of are running into. It looks like some kind of tree thing. I mean, it doesn't look like the outside of his house. Uh, what they're running into, but the but when we get onto inside of his house, then it looks right. <laughs> yeah, he looks <laughs> yeah, like he's in a hill. Yeah, like a Viking yeah. style, like a lot of Viking style houses. Like the insulation was literally right. a grassy roof, but right. it's everywhere. But there's right. a tree growing on top. So, and this is this is a green screen shot that it transfers to from the on location shot. Yeah, yeah. So it's gonna be interesting, kind of, to see how this thing actually. Cantel has no problem inside, letting himself in. Is... Didn't even knock. Yeah, absolutely. How rude. Guys. And this certainly does handle the um, how are we going to introduce everybody to Bjorn thing. Um, in fact, it may even be given that the next scene that we see is this axe, you know, which I presume is Bjorn chopping wood. He may not even be inside the house. They may have to go out and find him outside. <laughs> oh, he's not here. Who's going to make his dinner? It's like, it's like, no. Yeah, really. Where's Bjorn? <laughs> Who knows where he is? I, I, I assume the, the axe the is him. Set. So. This is one of my favorite sets so far. I mean, I just think it's beautiful. and It's probably really, going to be you know, one of the most northern sets. Yeah. It's I- ignoring like the, it. this is a green screenshot during one of the uh, videos, I think, earlier on. And what we're looking at right now has the stone thing, but that's just because there's a green screen behind. The stone thing is actually a completely different set that Pete's just standing, and he has stills oh, got it, got loaded it. on a green screen. I'm pretty sure the stone thing is actually a Mirkwood thing. But, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's this, a really good set. Uh, yeah, this, uh, all the carved bears set is great. All the carved, yeah, and the wood, everything. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. The, you know, I was thinking one of the things is, you know, if Warner Brothers has a does a mm-hmm. the Hobbit thing like they did a Harry Potter thing at Universal Studios, you know, this will be one of the sets. I mean, this will be one of the places that'll be in that in that. Why don't attraction. they just take out the middle of the United States since nobody lives there? <laughs> I know, really. And <laughs> just turn it the into the same geography. Get the guy walking in the door. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and there's just a. This, I mean, the a tent, the detail, all the bear carvings on the table. Everything's mm-hmm. huge. They show the people in the company sitting in the chairs and stuff, and I mean, they're just like dwarfed. Ha ha oh, ha ha! Oh, look, look, look here, bees. Wax candles uh-huh. okay. that are taken got, directly from hives. I didn't notice we've got that. Hives. No. There we go. See there? Yeah, so they almost look like candles, don't they? Don't they look like Yeah, he's probably using it for candles, candles right? but yeah, he took yeah. them directly from the hive because they still so, have all the, the working. All the honeycombs. They're yeah. probably a bee living in it still. 
Yeah, it might be. I wonder what is that thing on the sh on that's below those on the shelf. See, there's there? like a yeah, that thing there. Uh, it looks like cloth, maybe wool. Oh, like cloth. Okay. Yeah, just. He likes to weave and eat honey from pots. And, and somebody in. likes to carve wood because behind Peter, for example, there's this amazing carved. Yeah, the whole panel. place is carved. It's with, just, yeah, the whole place is carved. Maybe his backstory is in one of these shots on the wood. There you go. Yeah, maybe. I well, wonder. I wonder. In the Rohan sets, uh, Helm, you know, Helm is on one of the tapestries. Like the is guy. It really? that, yeah, like if you look at the art of books uh, for the tapestries that you can't even see in the movie, they put all the like history of the Orlings on the tapestries. Boy, there's and the amazing. guys who originally did the art on the original Lord of the Rings film who don't appear to be in the art book for the new one, and so I didn't buy it because I don't like the art as much. <laughs> they they threw in a ton of nerdy things because they're all like D and D guys. They all work. Yeah. I think they've all worked for Wizards of the Coast at one point or another. Oh, okay. So they added all this subtle stuff in. I'm like, nobody knows about this. Why doesn't anyone Man, know about awesome. this? I think there'll be definitely some secrets hidden in here that we'll never okay. ever find. Well, we'll have to pay attention. Mm -hmm. We have Bilbo sitting in what I'm assuming is probably Bjorn's chair, um, and it's enormous. Mm -hmm. It's like a huge bear is the back of it. And it's even bigger because Bilbo's sitting in it. Of course, yeah, because dwarf. Bilbo's sitting in it. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And he's got this mug. I mean, this yeah, this mug that's huge. It comes in pipes. Well, yeah, and the, the bowls are huge. I mean, everything's huge. But I mean, that's yeah. and I remember this is this is how it was described in the book, or at least the picture yeah. I got in my my mind of it. So, you know, that's going to be very interesting. Yeah, this is, this is one of the shots, I mean, where you can see the camera. But there's so many stuff. Oh, people. yeah, I got it. Yeah, you can see uh, uh, Gloin or Gloin or whatever looking at something. Right. So I assume that would Which be for it. So you know, it's at eye length, so that's not... Who knows what context this is in, or oh, if he's just resting. It's so really a dog serving a plate because it's the right height. Ah, could be sure because what or it, it is could is just be the holding. guy on a break getting tired of holding it up. Either Somebody's one. holding a pole with a green ball on the top, which which I've learned is basically those are place markers for like CGI, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because if you have the eye direction wrong, no one's going to believe the performance. So right, you have to right, make sure. Right. I think there's going to be a lot more glowing in this film. For think sure. so? Okay. Well, where that's Legolas a, is going to be around. That I think, yeah, that's, a, I, that's I, it's wishful thinking on my part. That you think Legolas and Glowin will have some kind of an interaction? Well, we don't know what. Doesn't he? Doesn't he have like a family portrait in like a locket somewhere? Well, that scene is in here, but I got to tell you, that locket, I don't think it, we're ever going to see it. No, I think it's. It looks like it would be Bilbo holding it. Glowin, uh. Glowin's looking at somebody off screen, and and there's a hand holding it, but the picture in the locket is a clean shaven person. I'm thinking it's Bilbo holding a locket of like his father and mother or something. We'll we'll get mm -hmm. to it because it's in this. I actually looked at it when I was I probably this. I probably didn't even notice it <laughs> that I put it in here. Uh, I'm just saying. Well, I'll like, tell you. I'll, I'll, I'll be able. To I want. I just want more because we should be reminded that Gimli's dad is here since the Legolas will be around. And well, what's stuck in my head is I re I rewatched Fellowship of the Ring and I mean Gimli is really irascible about elves at the Council mm -hmm. of Elrond. Now, Legolas is not. Legolas doesn't he's, reply he's in very kind. animalistic in the beginning of the film. Yeah, I mean, Gimli's really ticked off. I mean, he's like, you know, he's really, like, belligerent about the whole idea of elves even having the ring in their possession and everything like that. And so it's kind of, you know, and that, that, that matches the book, you know, I mean, in terms of 
Well, it is the elves' fault. <laughs> Let's just say that. Yeah. It's all their fault. But, um, but I just don't know how they're going to, because if we'd want to talk continuity just with Jackson, I mean, yeah. forget the Tolkien piece of it, but just with Jackson, you know, how are we going to build that up to where Gimli comes to the Council of Elrond being really belligerent? Uh, yeah, um, Gollum's technically anyway. at the Council of Elrond, not in the movie, but... Huh? Uh, Glowin's technically at the Council of Elrond in the book. Not that that really matters anymore. Did Glowin and Gimli come together in the book? Yeah, because uh, Frodo's like, oh, you know Bilbo. You were friends with him. He's like, oh, I'm here because, you know, Balin went to Moria, and I don't know he's dead yet. Foreshadowing. That's right, that's right. right. But that's gone. But I like to think he's sitting there, technically, in the shot. Um... So we don't have that very much for Bjorn, but uh, the next uh, big plot event that will happen in the movie is Gandalf needs to go away. And right. what I think I don't think anyone's going to be able to hear this because I have a headset on. But um, no, I didn't hear it. But I remember it's what is mm-hmm. it? I assume it's Bilbo's voice saying, "Where are you going?" Or something like that. Yeah, he said, I need Bilbo answers. Says, yeah, Gandalf replies, "I in search of answers after requesting a horse." Right. So I can only guess that this is him going off and having his parallel storyline in the movie and Bjorn's would be the only place he'd be able to get a horse so it makes sense that it's here right mm-hmm. i mean and why change it because it's and the only thing i can see on the camera is a figure standing so i'm thinking they're shooting bilbo's reaction piece and they're not mm-hmm. showing gandalf actually riding out um i think this was production video for there is a lot in production video for Merkwood. oh okay so we definitely we definitely so get it good. so folks could go back and take a look at that if they want to mm-hmm I'm not sure how far he's going in, because I swear that I saw Gandalf in Markwood at one point. Where is it? Yes, there is. There is a scene in Mur- of Gandalf in Markwood, walking in Markwood. Now, so whether that's when he's with or, later. or whether it's when he's... There, oh, you just passed it. Yeah, there it is. Um, or whether that's... He's, you know, he's approaching Dal Guldur, because he's by himself. There's no company around. Yeah, I'm, it's, it's hard to say. Um... There seems to be pretty distinct sets of what we've seen in Markwood, because Markwood has to be divided up. Um, right. One of them is, the one that Gandalf is in, is this really brown, broody trees. Right. Uh, not, the, not the sticky, gooey ones that we're going to get to. Um, and then lots right. of leaves, which, right. there are lots of leaves like this near the Elven right. Halls. So I'm like, hmm, but maybe it's actually closer to Dogoldor. Wasn't Radagast kind of... He was in a more grassy, happy area oh, that was okay. experiencing okay. death suddenly. <laughs> This is definitely not a, a Mirkwood we've seen. We've seen. Maybe this is him being shot alone because of size reference, because that's always going to be, be an issue. But we also don't have him with them. I mean, well, I mean, in the book, he leaves before the company actually goes into Mirkwood. I don't know what'll happen. And I mean, I'm assuming. Well, technically, technically, they are in Mirkwood when they're in Bjorn's house in a way, but not really. So it's really hard. I don't. I don't know how far he's going to go in. And I would have thought that he left earlier, but something based on that audio clip of him saying in search of answers and he suddenly needs to leave if he hasn't told the company that he's going to leave because technically he hasn't. In the book, he was always like, oh, I guess I'll leave sometime. But it seems like some event triggers Gandalf to have to leave in a hurry. And for him to need a horse, uh, there would have to be somewhere nearby that actually has a horse. Not in well, the middle of Mirkwood, which would be Bjorn's be, house. Yeah, that would be Bjorn. Well, that's why, in my mind, this is him, tra- him being alone. In other words, he's yeah. he's left Bjorn's. He's gone to wherever he's gone, which maybe maybe it was Lorien. Maybe he goes to Lorien to see Galadriel. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. But then I would say that this is this might be a scene of him um, 
walking through Mirkwood on his way to Dal Guldur. That's that's my best guess because I don't see him yeah. ending up at like the elves' place just to hang out no. randomly right. at one point in the film. So right. it, that's that's my only guess. It's just the the actual set dressing confuses me because it matches some. Other yeah. yeah, it might just be reusing something on a close up. Who knows? So based on the live event, uh, what Pete was saying was that Mirkwood is primarily supposed to be a uh, scary sequence, but at the same time, Mirkwood's supposed to be really grand, but it seems like it it's not going to be except in the, the sense of being big, and they're not going to focus too much on the magic aspect that you feel in the book, which is a shame, because that's like the one thing I really remember of the first time I read The Hobbit, <laughs> is like yeah. the, how Mirkwood felt really weird. Right. And it was like right. the whole perilous realm thing, and I didn't understand yeah. what that was at the time. Now I do, but yeah. So it's that's yeah. Me I cut. mean, I remember that too when I finally realized that's what it was, and I was like, "Whoa, that's really cool!" And then, then for the movies, I'm thinking he's not going to do that. Probably perilous realm stuff. Even though the enchanted stream is there, it's not going to be like, "Oh, what's happening? There's magic right. in this world." I didn't even realize I've been hanging off a hobbit and dwarfs this whole right. time, and just a crazy old guy who throws pine cones occasionally. Probably isn't even a real wizard. <laughs> like when you read the books yeah. for the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's right. magic in the earth, and it really felt old. And I think the Enchanted Stream is just to me like something that's dangerous and inconvenient to the mm-hmm. party. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll have a different feel, I'm sure. There's there's a lot of Mirkwood footage of just the set. Um, as oh, we go deeper, yeah. As we go yeah. deeper into Mirkwood, we get the really saturated sets. Yeah. Because they're going to desaturate on film, and it's the only way to have the contrast come out, according to them. Oh, got it. Okay. Uh huh. And. Something, something you know in terms of costumes. Uh, er, in early Mirkwood, we see Bilbo have, carrying a ton of provisions on his back. Right. And the others all have provisions. Like, but Bilbo's are more distinct because he's smaller and he has these giant bottles, no doubt, from Bjorn's house. Honey. So, <laughs> That's why I figured it's honey. <laughs> honey in a bottle. Yeah. So we can... He doesn't have them any of the other Mirkwood shots, so I can... I was able to figure out what things were where based on what Bilbo was wearing oh, at the time. What he had, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to sure. get to the spot. So he leaves, he leaves Bjorn's with all those provisions, but he loses them along the way. Yeah, because I, I think the reason why they're having such large provisions, besides the obvious of Bjorn's, is that when you see them, you're instantly reminded of them because they're so big, you can't not right. notice them. So as they have less and less food, it's going to be really obvious to the viewers. Right, right, right. And I think that desperation is definitely going to be communicated through that, and it appears that they're going to be in there for a long time, ignoring... There's some footage of, like, Martin Freeman holding a banana. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> I, I think he has food, but as, he's wearing as, he's wearing his set robe, but keeps him raises his bow behind him. <laughs> we finally have food, hides banana. Yeah, no. I'm assuming this coat he, got on, he has on is actually no. not part of his costume. No, because uh, seeing the next shot where we actually see what it looks like, we have what I believe is oh, the yeah. deer. This is the deer. Uh-huh. I'm 100% positive it's the deer. Because... So Thorin is taking aim at the deer. Mm-hmm. While Bilbo looks. Okay. And he's not, he doesn't have the banana or uh, set robe, which he wears, I guess, because the set's right, probably cold. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you can tell what things are rehearsals based on okay. when Martin Freeman's wearing this robe. But we do see, this is production video. This isn't even live event stuff. Um, right. which goes more into the elven part of Mirkwood, but we definitely see uh, Thorin shooting a bow at something. 
probably when the provisions are starting to get low. And it's actually, yeah. it was one of the promotional skills, and I completely forgot about this. It's like, why would he be shooting a bow? Right, He's, right. He always makes Feely right. shoot the bow. That's right. That's right. Yeah, no, that's mm-hmm. that's a good catch. Yeah, they did a lot more of the Mirkwood stuff in the production videos. I mean, it's definitely mm-hmm. worthwhile. I'm, I'm glad you went back and... Yeah, and, I'm, uh, I'm glad I, I wasted time doing that, too. And, and now we have the scene of that... We, actually, I t- we talked about it at some length. I remember we talked about it on one you of were the really excited about episodes. It, whether we're, yeah, I was really excited about the black butterflies. And so now we've mm-hmm. got the scene where, um, where uh, Bilbo was at the top of the trees. And, and I assume those yeah. little white dots are going to turn into black butterflies in post-production. I think those white dots are, might be on the wall and they might just be to gauge what the, the oh, wall size it. is for perspective yeah, okay. and when you put okay. the planes oh, there. They so wouldn't have markers for the butterflies. Oh, I believe okay. the butterflies. I believe in them. They will be there. Well, I've seen a picture of them. I've seen a photo. Of I wonder if that's photoshopped, with the, with honestly. Oh, yeah, somebody might have photoshopped it. Yeah, that's true. I don't think it was an official poster. I think it might have been a fan poster because oh, it wasn't a really clear image. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not 100. I'm so sad if there aren't back butterflies. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, but this is still a cool scene. And he's, they, have a, they have a wind machine going, so his hair is being blown back. And, and the need to have this scene cool. is because they are lost and they're starving. So if that's right. the same reason, like... The, the problem with automatically assuming that is that it's a it is a visual scene mm-hmm. and it, it will be make good visuals, but I th- I think it would definitely be like if they failed to get the deer they would have to send Bilbo up. Right, mm-hmm. right. Um, in the live yeah. event, uh, and most people if they're on Tumblr and stuff probably have seen this stuff because it's some of the first stuff that went up and Warner Brothers can't take Tumblr stuff down because once something's been reblogged it is a copy on every single blog. It's it's posted <laughs> on. <laughs> just how I most watch most of the stuff. But we got some concept art <laughs> with even more confirmation of the stream. We actually see it. It used to be there used to be a bridge there, so it's it's really different than what I remembered. It looks more like a swamp. Uh, we also see just the yeah, scale of the trees. It really feels like the forest isn't trees, but a, a bunch of paths under roots that are above ground, and they're really tall roots. So it seems like the roots themselves are trees, just sideways. Right, right, just sideways, yeah. So I think I, uh, you can probably find these, but I'm describing them because uh, we can't post. We can't post a lot of this. But stuff. it is really amazing. It's it's the impression that I got when I looked at this is kind of like the reverse Lothlorien. You know how in the Fellowship of the Ring we had everything's really vertical going up. Yeah. yeah, everything was vertical. Uh, yeah, everything's this, really horizontal like everything's and sharp. Roots. Yeah, and they're, and we're talking tree. You know, its tree roots are really are really um, uh, predominant. You know. We should have spotted Bomber a lot earlier. I remember it took us a really long time for us to even see it. Because until it the... and then I saw this, and I'm like, oh my god, there's actually It was earlier on, in the produ- one of the early production videos, before the, the still uh... of them carrying it. It was there, and I was like, how did we not notice this? And then I was like, we have oh to go gosh. back over. So Yes. So we're thinking, so I know some people have, and I don't know if you're one of them, they've been thinking about at the point in time when the when the whole deer thing happens and Dorn mm-hmm. misses it, is the point in time when Bomber falls in the stream or i know there is a mm-hmm. scene where they have to cross it's like in the book they have to cross the stream like i at, with the boat you know the the bridge there's no bridge uh-huh so they may actually do the scene much more similar to what it was in the book in terms of bomber falling in yeah and the deer seems really useful on a lot of a lot of levels I, I wrote i always write little blogs to go with each riddle so i can think it out and not be like <laughs> swayed by you guys and you're like right. take this answer. <laughs> especially especially Corey. 
No, see, this, you know, you know what the thing is with, with Corey. He's saying stuff. I'm like, I agree, I agree. But then he says, so that's why I'm picking this. I'm like, no, no, you should pick something else based on that <laughs> conclusion. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. So I usually try to go on um, like gut reaction. He's funny. Like, Surprised me a couple of times. I wonder what the guys like in Vegas. You know, it's like, oh well, you know, there's been four kings show up so far, so I'm gonna. It makes me question like too many things. I'm like, I need to not answer for a few days. (laughs) I need to to reassess this without this influence because he's just using his long teachery words. So I think they're right because he's a teacher and he sounds like a teacher and the teacher's right. Yeah, right. That's right. He's got that authoritative. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's funny. I'm like, no. But that's usually when I'm like, well, I'm not picking. Must resist. Yeah, must you, resist, must resist. You, you all three kind of do it like, it's, it's really funny because like you'll say an analysis, but then you'll pick an answer that's completely different than like, <laughs> even if I agree with the analysis, I'm like, wait. So I, th- I think it's really interesting how people think that way, but eh, it's getting off track. The thing with the bomber, it, c- I, it could be anywhere. I can't, you don't really see Bilbo in the shot, so I can't see if he still has provisions or not, which they probably oh, yeah. ditched if they were completely empty. That's right. Yeah, so actually, yeah, that's right. So we've got one now with them actually carrying him. Now we've got a scene where they're kind of looking around, and we still don't see Bilbo in this, but we also don't see Bomber in this shot. Mm-hmm. It, it might could, be where they're lost. Pre, I think yeah, it's I where they start so This might lost. be before they send him up. The, oh, that, that's Bilbo right there, I think. Yeah, but um, I mean, I, these, I'm i not official. I don't know the order. I could have put these all in the wrong order. <laughs> no, no, that's right. And this might be before they send him up. This might be actually, like just before they send him up the tree. Keely has some figs or plants in a pouch on his back. They all have provisions oh, yeah. on them. Okay. Uh, but the fact that Keely and Feely are on a log looking where to go, and this is really long, and it's not behind the scenes. Well, it is, but it's it's not just them standing around the set. They're acting. They're, they're uh, acting. They all have provisions. This is probably once they get in the first Oh, yeah, no, it's got to be time. early on because I can see Bilbo's got his bottle. Yeah, they all, they and, yeah, all no, have I, a lot of food on them. Yeah. What's his face with the star hairdo's got the Yeah. Nor you yeah, think. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. So they all have that, all the provisions. This probably is pretty lost. Early, like probably early on. Is yeah, that a baller? Really it looks like a bollard there. Oh no, that's a that's a dwarf. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what you're looking at. <laughs> I don't even know. It's a body of a dwarf. I was thinking it was like a post of a really oh, I think of some fucking, kind. I think that's Thor. Yeah, it yeah, is. it's 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 right the guy right behind. Uh, yeah, Bofer. that's definitely yeah. <laughs> Uh, but this is a really okay. long scene oh, because it goes, see. since it's not them standing around set and they're all talking, so it's definitely right. a long dialogue scene. Right, right. Oh, I see Bomber. I see Probably Bomber's giving us all the exposition to set up right. set up right. the problem of them eventually starving. And I think I think that's the direction they're going because if they have the deer, the deer uh, can be used in multiple ways. Um, it can be used to emphasize that they're starving. It could be to build up suspense only to turn it around and be like, oh, it's just a deer. Oh, wait, we missed it. This sucks. But then later, oh, it's probably a deer. Oh, wait, it's a spider now. So it's kind of a reversal on suspense building. So they could use it that way. And it really would be a scene that would be less than a minute, less than a page, and it could be used really efficiently, I think. So it's another reason to really include it. Uh, going going through Mirkwood uh, to the spiders now. Let's get to the spiders. Ah, now to the spiders. Like, the the concept art that everyone has seen, the three D one that John Howe and Alan Lee did, uh, is exactly the type of shot I would want. Because it, it, it reminds me right. of the shot of Shelob uh, crawling over right. Frodo before it stings right. him, and they don't know it's there. So it could that suspensing I was talking about. Right. Uh, I don't know how they're gonna get caught. Uh, we have a clip of Bilbo saying "Get back." 
He's not saying Adderkop in this thing, but no. uh, we're holding out for him to say it. I saw that it was the title of the digest. I haven't watched it yet that you guys just yeah. <laughs> I have yeah, well, no yeah, idea. It's funny. The conundrum is, uh, will Adderkop or Tom Naughty be said? You I had to what? talk Laura into that because Laura it's wanted both not. of them. But I'll, I'll wait to, to li and listen first before I We I both said anything. yes just because we want it to be so. so. Yeah, I try not to do it. <laughs> which I know is... Just, that's why you win and we don't see I mean it's well, just it's I also prepared really well. my, myself to hate the movie which I kind of did because yeah. I, I think even though it was a good adaptation of the book uh, I didn't like it as a movie and I thought it was really ugly <laughs> but I really like the Lord of the Rings films which aren't true so what the heck is wrong with me yeah. <laughs> so, I know. probably because I, I have a bigger memory of the films and the books because they came out when I was 11 I'm 24 <laughs> yeah you're, you're more it's discerning. been a while it's been a while the spider scene, I'm not ex we have no idea how the capture happens. Uh, the dwarves are definitely elevated in these films to the point where we don't think they'll be captured as easily. But at the same time, the troll incident happened. But that was only because Bilbo was in danger. So right. it's something we've seen in films here. It could be that they went to sleep. It really could be as easy as that because that's what happens. Uh, Bilbo wakes up, apparently, if that's the case. And we see him struggling in the web. And we know he breaks free and will go after them right. with Sting. Right. And as for all the dwarves, um, Thorn is definitely there among them because right. you can see him in the web when they take a picture right. on the set, which I believe was in the live event a little more clearly. Uh, he's in the back, like behind Pete's head. Right. That's right. him. Right. It's yes. funny how I yeah. can recognize them in their blurry forms now. They're all, yeah. These all the, everybody's got their still got the spider webs on, but they look like they look kind of like mummies. <laughs> That have, that have taken their bandages off their faces. Yeah, <laughs> probably just referee. This That's... is it. This is it. Okay, this is the scene. So look at that. That is that picture oh, of that yeah. person and that thing that. Is not, does not have a beard. Hmm. I think that yeah, that might hand be either. Bilbo holding That's a that. really that weird moment. It's just a weird moment. Here we've got Glowin covered in Don't they in have bigger web. priorities? <laughs> I know, looking at whoever's holding this locket, it actually doesn't even look like a locket, it looks like a picture frame, doesn't it? And, and this, this shot uh, is A double from... picture frame, so it's a double frame, so mm -hmm. I'm assuming there's like a dad on one side and a mom on the other side, is what I always thought. Yeah. Uh -huh. But it doesn't, it looks like it's hobbits, not dwarves. Yeah, it's drawn the style of the hobbits, and but the casing yeah. could be dwarven, it's hard to tell. The shot, by the way, is from the second official trailer, I believe, and it's when right. uh, we have the names all around of each each dwarf and it's on the glowing shot right right this is where we see glowing yeah this why, is would, what? why would he just don't a understand. picture now of all times i don't i don't understand what i i'm just gonna I mean, ignore it obviously post spider <laughs> now it could be you know it doesn't necessarily have to be at the spider thing because they're still covered with spider webs when they're in uh thranduil's hall i would say this so, is after they've escaped the spiders and the, well at least out of the webbing because right. it's in their beards right. They haven't had time to take it out. But I mean, you know, what are, what are we stopping and what is Bilbo give it, telling him a story about his mom and dad or something? I don't know. It's just weird. Uh, and let, maybe those are elven weird. hands and maybe he's, I oh, have a family. No, that's okay. so stupid. I can't, I can't even imagine why but this I would just, be happening. Still if this is out in the woods, why would somebody be carrying a double frame, silver frame? I mean, it looks like about you know, a five I, by seven. It can't be Bilbo <laughs> because Bilbo didn't bring anything. Wait, he brought a backpack, didn't right. he? Right. Dang it. Well, he didn't bring a backpack, but I but but yeah, the here's the other didn't thing. Have a but why would why would this come out now? I mean, you know, you'd think that there would have been a foreshadow of him, like you know, grabbing a picture off the mantle, you know, when he went running running for Bag End. If this is going to get, if this is, I don't know, it's a mystery. I don't it's know. It's really odd. 
I just don't. I, it's like this is going to be one. Of, if they keep it in the movie, I'm going to be really curious to see the rest of this scene. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I believe I believe that the next thing we're looking at is the dwarves in viney trees. Uh, okay. The only reason is obviously the spiders. It has to be the spiders. It can't be anything else because they are fighting. They're in danger. It's more actiony. The vines are all moving. Um, right. They need to climb up. But um, hmm. I forgot what I was going to say completely. <laughs> I don't remember. Who are we seeing there? It looks like, is that Glowin? Yeah. He seems to be in a lot of these, but and who knows if the camera's actually looking at him. Yeah. Looks I like hope he's doing so. his axe thing. He has yeah. lines in the books. I know. He deserves to speak. I don't know. Did he talk at all in the first movie? I think I Balin remember. was the only one that actually did much talk. Well, they Which? talked, at, I guess, at the, um, the, at the back uh, end. unexpected party. Yeah, but mm-hmm. then it was basically Balin after that. So we know that the dwarves eventually during the fight will get into the trees right. and start fighting back. And it's lots right. of green screen, so we'll probably have some spiders put in. But we also have a shot, and this is from the live event. It's during the sizzle reel at the very last, like, two minutes. And Bilbo falls on a tree, which is highly saturated paint job. It has to be, <laughs> it matches uh, the trees that they were just in. He's in a tree, and he has spider webs on his clothes, and he's catching the ring, which appears to catching have fallen out of his pocket. Which we assume is going to jump on his hand, a la Frodo, a la... <laughs> They've only done it Riddles in the how dark. many times now? I know. It's an iconic thing now. But I, yeah. Yeah, this is what's weird. He's catching it. I mean, I, you know, why isn't he just putting it on? I think on maybe purpose? he maybe it fell off during the battle, or it uh, could... That's one option. Or he could have forgotten that he had it, and this is when he gets out of the webbing, and he thinks right, they use it. right. Right. Either way, this is an important ring moment because it's definitely a close-up. Like, I think this is actual, like, actual fo- unedited footage. This is the camera because it's way too close to be behind the scenes to, yeah. I think it's really emphasized. Bilbo's looking at it and his hand. It's just focal point, you know, all that junk. Right. So I think this is, it could be when he reveals that he has the ring, too, to the dwarves. Like, around okay. the time. It could be, like, a setup for that. And it could happen in the next right. shot. Who knows? Or maybe one of the dwarfs sees him, puts it on. Who knows? But it's we're definitely getting a yeah, ring moment in the spider sequence. It's not forgotten. Wondering about. We're not even making a dent yet. Um, and then from some earlier <laughs> production videos, we ha- we see all the dwarfs running out. Soren in the lead. They're covered in web. They s- this part's interesting though, because they're de- it seems like they're looking all around and they're. T- all together now, they're out of the trees, and I don't think this is the spiders. I think this is the elves they're running from, because they hear the elves coming, and they're looking. They're just, uh, yeah. I just I don't know why I think this, but uh, they run along, and they definitely feel like they're being herded or cattled, if that's the right term, because we have a few different shots of them running through the trees and trying to get away. That's uh, them right. playing around the set. And then you have the shot of Bomber. I can't remember where it's from. I think it's a production video. And he obviously is awake now. Uh, he, I want to say that he's had the Elven dreams, which would be interesting to have him notice the Elves first, maybe. He's walking towards the camera, and he seems to be very trance-like. He's not really making expression. He's walking slowly. The film camera view we have is a 3D thing, but we can still guess the, the composition of the shot. So since it's a closer shot, we're supposed to read his expression more. So I think maybe he's noticed the elves. Maybe he has some sort of intuition ah, to notice okay. them first, which would be nice. But then we see all the dwarves hiding on this tree. 
And I wonder if they're trying to hide from the elves or something. But I don't see that many spider webs at this point. But oh, if they're on the trees. So yeah, this could be it. Could be that because they're all awake now. They're all together. I don't see Bilbo anywhere in these shots, by the way. Right. But the elves are gonna right. get them anyway, as we know, because we we have some concept art from the older videos of the halls, but we got a lot of new concept art in the live event. Conf right. Basically confirming yeah. on the riddles that it's going to be divided because we have the bridge, which we saw on the scroll. It looks nothing mm. like what it actually looks like in the show. I know! <laughs> it's much smaller, but it's a narrow bridge over uh, a Unless waterfall of the river. Else. Yeah, no, they I mean, said the this is the only way in, in the live event. They said this is the one way in. Yeah. It's supposed to be impregnable, despite there not being gates. It's just a narrow bridge. Okay, impregnable, whatever. But it's the only entrance into the halls. Uh, we see a few pillars, an elf standing there, and then we kind of see further down into the rock. And the bridge goes over what I assume is, is the river, uh, but it's more of a roaring, rocky spot of the river, probably the source of possibly like where it comes down from the mountains finally and becomes, starts to get flat. Not that that's important at all. I just like geography. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. So one riddle answered, or at least half of a riddle answered. Yeah, right. <laughs> you have made so many part twos. It means lots of half points this year. Oh gosh. And we get inside. We also have concept art of inside. This is more. Okay, this Mercury. is actually. This is actually what I was talking about with mm -hmm. regard to being like the reverse Lothlorien. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Because it's in roots. Like in, you know, we're like in caves, and it's almost like tree roots now instead of tree tops. You know that these elves are living in tree roots. It's interesting. Hmm. I mean, I like it. It's a, I like it. What it looks like. Um, it's not. I just find it really different interesting. Enough I think it's from, it, it's uh, an interesting distinction, calls. you know, because yeah, because that's. I mean, for me, this is this is Jackson's way of sort of um, differentiating these elves from, especially the Lothlorien elves. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I mean, Rivendell kind of has its own thing anyway so i mean mm -hmm. i just think it's i i like it i mean i don't have a problem with it all and besides which i mean we really do know that you know thranduil's hall is more of a minograth type but the thing anyway. is the reason why i like it is because it's not like minograth in my mind because <laughs> minograth i, I ah. was sure it's much more i like i like that it's distinguished from my minograth if that makes sense even though it, it's completely irrelevant to any film because there is no minograth in film at least right. not yet until i get to it <laughs> i want to make that movie <laughs> i want it to be mine <laughs> Uh, like well, I, I, more orderly. I've always seen as being much more cave caves. You know, yeah, not much more cave roots. and more root. Yeah. So I think root is yeah. really appropriate yeah. for Mirkwood. Yeah, because it's more yeah. it's more rooty. It's it's pillars carved out of the roots. Uh, staircases yeah. are very unorganized. They're based on whatever the roots going to to get to places. Right. Uh, I really hope nobody ever falls off of these stairs because it's a bottomless pit under them to that's, who knows that's where. That's why I'm just so fascinated. I mean, I think it's such a brilliant move because it does make you think, it makes me think anyway of Jackson's portrayal of Lothlorien, you know, with the stairs going up the tr up the tree root, uh, mm -hmm. up the tree um, trunks. Same thing, you know, geez, I hope nobody falls off. And this is sort of, you know, a thematically similar in, in that we're talking about a living tree, you know. Yeah, but now it feels like we're inside of a really, really big tree rather than a cave. Yeah. It's probably it's really, water underneath think, of a river, if it's yeah. anything. But I think it's a smart, uh, smart thing. It, it kind of knits them together, but definitely makes it a different thing. I, I like oh, it. Oh, I just saw something really corny. Be nice if the doors go and go, hmm, nice caves. Like these caves. <laughs> we, we don't want to approve publicly, but we'll make some nods of our heads. 
I mean, that, that's a nice rock structure of light coming down in this concept art picture. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, that's yeah, a nice rock picture. It's going to be interesting to see what that is. Uh, yeah. I think it's just to let light in and whatnot. Okay, so moving on to the actual elves in the elven hall. We have okay, now I have a question here. Walking. We have them walking. Is that Legolas beside Toriel? Or yeah, is that... he's in the front. Okay, so Tori, because they both stop now as we get, as we proceed with the scene, they both stop mm -hmm. and kind of guard the entrance. Yeah, they're definitely the, the leaders of the group. They're yeah. definitely portrayed as having authority. Uh, Toriel definitely doesn't have as much authority as Legolas, but she's a very high-ranking officer based on what we've seen, and I guess she would have to be. Um, and we see that they they go through the, the narrow oh, bridge oh, right. that they're on they're, into they're Mirkwood. The dwarves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the elves are escorting the tied-up dwarves, and Thorn is in front with dwarves behind him, so captured at the same time. Um, right. And they're led to Sandril, who says something. And what a throne, boy. Wow. He says um, it's been a long time since Thorn Orkenshield has traveled so far east. It has been a long time since Thorin Orkenshield traveled so far east. For what purpose? That's the really only clear piece of dialogue we get from him, besides some Elvish and the word North that I can't hear because Pete is talking over him, which I'm right. like, stop talking over him! I want to hear! But, yeah. Uh, so, they're all let in. Uh, Sandro is completely fabulous because he's exactly what I wanted. Me and my, my roommate from college, we love Sandro, okay? We love it because of all the inside jokes we came up with for him. And for the longest time, we're like, he's like... He should definitely be a David Bowie-esque Labyrinth figure with a mix of Malfoy, Jason Isaacs, and that's exactly oh what he gosh. is. I mean, I, like, you know, yes. it's like it's like they read your mind because that's just what he is. I mean, he reminds me. You know, it is like Labyrinth, and you know, he's the child of Lucius Malfoy and the guy in Labyrinth. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. And we, we made jokes all the time in college about how Legolas would have to get timed out for letting the dwarves escape. <laughs> we always used to make fun that he would be the wine guy, which is completely impossible because of the extended right. edition of uh, right. Two Towers. But still, it was fun times. I got I lucked out with that Ruby. <laughs> really? I was like, oh my god, right. you, know, you know who Glorfindel is. <laughs> she, that was like our favorite. We're like, yes, yes. And we would talk about how it was poetic that he got pulled by his own golden hair into a pit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I definitely lucked out. It's weird to me that he has an antler throne. We're this is definitely live footage, um, not early production footage. Right. Um, because if he rides an elk, yeah, he put a dead giant elk from the past on his throne. So is don't he friends with the elk? Don't they, don't they sh shed? They shed their antlers, don't they? I have no idea. But whoever well, said this some... was like. Uh, did Orme ride on this elk? Because no, I figured, I figured it's a composite of multiple elk antlers. Uh, I kind of like the I kind of like the Orme idea. <laughs> Be cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, ridiculous, big. But Orme, did, Orme yeah. didn't ride an elk, he did he? He rode a, well, of course, in Jackson's Middle Earth. Who knows what Orme rode? Who knows? I just I just don't know what else would be that big. Yeah. It's it's a ridiculous little thing that I just thought of two seconds ago. Or it could have been like his favorite elk that died, and he made a throne out of him. I love this elk, and then the dwarves <laughs> killed it, so I got a new one. I love this. That's right. I love this elk. That's he right. seems that, to oh, have would, cloth under him. Is that what I'm seeing? Like a robe going under from the throne down. Yeah, that's what it looks on like. On the close-up shot, you can see the red, and he's not wearing... I think that might be the robe he wears later, or maybe it's just his special throne blanket. That he yeah, just like likes. a carriage blanket. <laughs> yeah. 
It, it's ridiculously long. I don't think he can walk in it. Uh, but it's it's yeah, definitely red yeah, or in color. mantle. Yeah, it probably is his mantle. I'll bet. And he's really and high he, up above uh, the. But others. he doesn't keep it on, right? Yeah, because when he's down talking now, we're, when he's confronting yeah. Thorin at an interesting eye-to-eye -eye level, which I still have a problem with this. Yeah, it, maybe that he's going to be on his knees in the actual shot, and during rehearsals, he just it hurt yeah. <laughs> after a while of being on your knees. Because I don't, yeah. I don't know what else. Or the but, other is that they do like mm -hmm. they did in the other shots and have Thranduil up on a, up on a you know higher. Uh, area, or maybe he's on a box. Someone well, got him a what, box. That's what they did when Gandalf and Lor uh, Thorne were talking. You know, just before the the troll scene, Gandalf was actually. I mean, McKellen was actually up on a like a stage. You mm -hmm. know, so that Thorne was lower than him. Maybe they'll do that. This is probably or rehearsal. or Legolas got Thor in a box. Oh, and got, and put it because <laughs> he never got Gimli one. He might as well get Thorne one. Yeah, I don't know that any of the elves would do that with Thranduil being the way he is. He's such a snarky king. Yeah, so, also, yeah, why so would you raise up the dwarf? Yeah, you wouldn't. So, okay, it's, it's well, this is going to be an interesting scene to actually see when we actually see it. Uh, I'm yeah, sure if anyone can decide what he's saying, that would be useful. Because he's definitely, yeah. I can't read lips. If you can read yeah. lips, please contact me. <laughs> he says Norf. That's all I know. So maybe he's saying he owns the north and the dwarfs don't own he, it anymore. We can tell by the body language. He's very belligerent. Mm -hmm. He's very yeah. in charge. He's acting like a bird of prey. He's like his arms are behind him. His face is forward. Yeah. So it's definitely like in control. He's looking down on him, even though Thorin has box. Belligerent. Yeah. I like and uh, Thorin is looks like he's holding in his temper. Yeah, he definitely doesn't want to tell him why he's actually there. He seems a lot calmer right, than I would right. expect him to be, actually. So you can um, see the dwarves yeah. in this scene. You can see they still have their uh, spider webs on them. Mm -hmm. I think what's really interesting about the scene, besides Toriel and Legolas giving each other eyebrows, which I feel is like could be a whole movie. I know. <laughs> so many, just a bunch of eyebrow raises. I can see a YouTube compilation coming of what might happen in this of just eyebrow raises. I know. I've, I noticed this a couple of times with mm -hmm. the two of them. I think what's really so are interesting... We, are we going to be inferring that, that there's something between them more than just I, uh, professional... Uh, the fandom people will. There will be yeah. fan art if it doesn't already exist. It's unavoidable. It will happen because Tumblr ships anything that walks. Well, and I don't see any reason why not. It just means yeah. to me she's going to get offed in the Battle of Five Armies. Who knows if she will. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure yet. But that's a riddle for film three. That's right. Will Toriel die? Uh, but what's interesting about this is Gimli, not Gimli, I keep saying Gimli, Glyne, uh, looks at her. And she definitely smiles. Oh, she does. She You're seems, right. She seems very pleased at the dwarves. Maybe she's trying to be polite. Maybe she's seeing Keely. Who know. knows? But she's definitely very positive yeah. compared to the others. Legolas seems to be skeptical and kind of amused with that eyebrow raise when he, that he makes to her when they're late. Because this is actually, it has to be when... I think uh, they're escorting them to their dungeons. Yeah, yeah, after the king has already left. So Right. And... If anyone can speak Elvish, this would all be nice if yeah. you see the live thing, because Toriel says something to Legolas, and I can only describe the tone of what she's saying. She seems really relaxed and just like, oh, la 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 la. It sounds like that, but well, Elvish I words that actually exist. That he's skeptical or, you know, he's questioned her mm -hmm. or something. And we got a lot of tutorial um, in the live event video. Yeah, so kind of the I focus. don't know what's, what's up with, with um, this. It can't be 
a secret conversation they're having about breaking the dwarves out if anyone is jumping to crazy no, conclusions because for that. Because there's, right, there's a guard. <laughs> and Balin is right there in the dungeon. Uh, oh, and there's the Balin. Dungeon. Yeah, yeah. He's the like, dungeon. hmm, uh, I'm going to eavesdrop. <laughs> that's his entire That's play. right. He's in his dungeon. Mm-hmm. And okay. it should be noted well, that... this is uh, interesting. Mm-hmm. It should be noted that Legolas has two main costumes based on the footage we've seen. He has the heavy right. armor, which is what he comes in early Mirkwood. Uh, but later... Right. He's not going to have it, and that's mainly in the orc fight. And I have a really, really good theory that you'll enjoy about how the orc fight happens. But we'll get that's, to that. Oh, he's got his quiver. That's his. That's his. Mm-hmm. He's got his and then she walks away, totally in charge oh, of whatever is conversation was. And that's another thing that I'm like, okay, there's something going on between these two. Mm. He he seems to be. I think Legolas, based on this, seems to be a middle between Toriel and. And Thranduil. Uh, Sandril. But at the same time, during the interrogation scene, uh, which was shown in the video that uh, was put on Peter Jackson's YouTube without the, right. the sound, we actually get the sound in the video. Well, and so here, now see, now uh, we have he has the with red, robes. red mantle on. Yeah, yeah. It, it feels like a more relaxed position. And he's so not I wonder if this crown. is. Yeah, I wonder if this is much later. Maybe at night, and they found an orc scout before the mm-hmm. orc battle. And Legos is like, we should have gotten more out of him. And this is probably why the fight's going to happen and they're not going to be ready for it because they should have interrogated it more, which means Legos is right about whatever argument we're having between them. I get them. the impression that, you know, Toriel basically threatens to kill the orc, but Legos oh, yeah. stops her. But then I got the impression that the subsequent conversation when he says we could have gotten more out of him and Thranduil says, we, I got enough. I got the impression yeah. that Thranduil must have killed the orc. Um, so he's got it seems like he, he's in charge of the order. I think what's going on here is you have to be reminded that Sandril is the one in charge. And he's like, because it doesn't sound like Legolas is telling her to stop. Because someone shouts, Toriel, and it sounds like Lipes. You like killing things, Orc? You like death? Then let me give it to you. Toriel. He's like, don't kill him just yet. I give the order. Not you. I'm thinking Thranduil probably kills because he's got that wicked-looking sword on. Oh, yeah, and he has it out later when he swings it around in a, right, in a wonderful right. fashion. Right. Yeah, right here. Oh, yeah, there he is, yeah. And that's right. This is the scene where he goes, where Legolas says, we could have gotten more out of him, and Thranduil says, I got it. I got, there was I nothing got more he could tell me. There was more the York could tell us. There was nothing more he could tell me. That's what that's he says, right. and you can see an elvish guard right. down in the bottom hanging out. Right. Just the fact that there's tension through this. It's not even the dwarves. There's tension right. in other ways. And this, I think it has to be an orc scout. I don't know why else they would just have a single orc, why they would capture one to begin with. Right. The elves right. would just kill an orc. You wouldn't pity an orc, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and the thing is, you know, we've already had Bjorn doing an interrogation with an orc, so I could see it this also being a similar. Yeah, there's a lot of orc interrogation going on in general. Yeah. Then another sequence we saw in the live event shows Legolas coming to Sandro again, similar framing of the camera, but instead Legolas isn't wearing the heavy armor anymore. Sandro's dressed up in his king garb, like full-on king garb. And I've come to the conclusion in my head that we are witnessing trouble at a time of festival, because we're all forgetting the most important clue of all. Sandro knows how to throw a party. Oh, right, 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 right. Like, we're not getting the feast. I've completely abandoned the idea of the feast, because they don't, yeah. I don't think we have any room for it. But apparently he knows how to throw a party, which I love. That was, a, like, the first thing we ever got of him, was the picture and that description of the little bio. Which is also going to be the, um, the re- you know, the timing for the escape will be during their feast. Yeah, so I guess staffing issues one. <laughs> I don't know. 
So I think there's going to be a feast, and they're not going to be wearing heavy armor. Because when we see the orc battle after this, and I'm not sure if this com conversation is um, after the battle saying, oh, they got away and he's disappointed, or or the dwar dwarves seem to be gone. Oh, we can't do it right now. The orc. It could be, could be anywhere. Right. But the battle definitely has Legolas not wearing heavy armor, which implies that this happened immediately and they weren't aware of it because they didn't get enough information from that orc scout. Because Legolas is not wearing the heavy armor. Uh, we see Toriel being thrown a bow. She wasn't already armed. So this was a surprise attack. And they're completely caught off guard because they have not learned their lesson to have guards out during times of festival yet, despite how many years has it been since, you know, the Cimmerils? I don't know. I, lo I love the idea that a festival thing might happen because I love that running joke. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's the answer. Uh, so we see them fighting a progression for, through a few different sets. We see more ruiny areas up on Tree Root, which seems to be right outside of Mirkwood. I mean, not outside of Mirkwood, but outside of the, uh, the caves. Because we definitely see like a bridge structure under and everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then it progresses down in it from these ruin areas through some trees, through I swear the ruin it areas. Like, I swear it looks like Legless is wearing something with a zipper. It a looks zipper? like a, you know, like a, a spandex oh, yeah. uh, athletic that suit. Really tight, uh, <laughs> that really tight um, sewing line. But it goes down from yeah. the, the more elven structure to these rocky slopes. So now they're fighting orcs, definitely. Mm -hmm. And they're definitely uh, the same style orcs that we see in film one. They don't they don't match any other orc design of right. the Lord of the Rings film. So they're definitely Azar dwarves. Know. Or not I just said dwarves, dividing dwarves. dwarves and orcs together. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing anymore. That's kind of a scary uh, thought. I, this strikes me this could be Dalgoldor. I think the yeah, they're they're I think they're under Azog and uh, part of the live event, we got that motion capture of Azog apparently commanding from afar, and he gets mad at right. uh, an orc who shot a bow at one of them and apparently was missing because Azog kicks him while he's down. We, it's just a lot of battle footage in general of this apparent orc battle because I guess they're, they're trying to add something in the middle or something. I don't, I don't really know. It's definitely a new addition. I have no idea what Legolas is doing at this part right here. That I'm, on. I'm assuming a, he's, well, I don't know, yeah, it could be a tree <laughs> branch that he's I supposed to be standing no on. I have no idea. Or... Uh, what we're looking at for you audio people, which is everyone but us, is a uh, green screen, two guys in green screen suits, moving poles that Legolas is standing on. So I don't know what sort of sled action is happening here, but it's definitely in the battle while he's shooting, and he appears to be bouncing on these moving things. Maybe, maybe stones that are moving under him? Oh, it could be in the water. That's true. I have, I have no idea. It's really weird. But it's just, uh, it's not a lot of revealing things. It's just elves fighting and showing off Toriel's uh, move set. But it moves down from the rocks after the ruins into a more level area, which might be closer to a river based on the slope of the land and how it's less, starting to become a little less right. rocky and smoother. Right. Uh, all the all the guys playing orcs are wearing green head things because I guess they're going to get shot in the head and they're having CG heads. Yeah, I figure they're going to get nasty CG mm -hmm. heads. Toriel doing all kinds of yeah, she's cool doing crazy stuff. stuff. Yeah, it's pretty soon we've got this deal coming up. Oh, there he is. He slides. He slides. Oh so yeah, we don't get him shield surfing, but we get him sliding. Specifically, <laughs> a slip and slide down yes. into the river. 
yes. to have some fun times with the dwarves and the barrel ride. <laughs> so Legolas is going to be doing tons of crazy stuff, apparently, in this fight. Toriel's doing more yeah. cool stuff, but Legolas is doing ridiculous stuff. But the fact that it's sloping down, it seems, from the Elven Halls to maybe a more right. river area seems like they're right. also chasing the orcs. I mean, the dwarves right. at the same time as they're trying to get through this orc raid, which has come unexpectedly because Azog must be commanding them. I have no notion of Bolg anywhere, though. Bolg, all the Bolg stuff seems to be because uh, the promotional pictures have that set behind him, but I don't know if he's going to venture further out. I guess if Gandalf got there later... I think he's going to be a dongle during that's it. And I'm, you know, (laughs) some people are questioning whether he's even going to be in the movie, but I just have a hard time believing that having... They made a toy of him. Come on, Yeah, well, that's the thing. And I mean, yes, yes, he was taking the place of Azog because Azog wasn't done yet, you know, and all that stuff. But you can't do a poster and a toy of him and then not have him be something. Anything. Anything at all. Especially since it was so late in the game. Um, That joke reel of the... uh, I can't remember the actor's name. But shorter actor, um, where right. he was wearing the uh, Legolas wig. One of the doubles, yeah. Uh, I this yeah, is totally yeah. frivolous. He's like, I want to do. I want to be Legolas's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was fantastic when they added it in. But I think it's actually useful because they used whatever camera setup was already going. They weren't going to make an original right. camera setup, and it's the set, so we kind of get a sense of what the lighting might be in that scene, and it's definitely right. darker. Uh, so. I don't, it doesn't really, it could help later when we get more information, but something to, to remember. Then we get the actual uh, backtracking, possibly, because I think the dwarves are definitely using this as an excuse to get out. I mean, Bill was over, overhearing things, possibly. So are we thinking that this scene where they're all lined up is when they're escaping? Yeah, I mean, they, they've been de-weaponed and de-rubbed. Right. They're wearing basically uh, they're long basically underwear, wearing... basically. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah. And the rock structure max, matches the elven thing. The gate matches uh, a gate we've seen previously. You can see some vine right. work it cars in the rock along the gate. So this is definitely elves. Uh, someone drinking something? No, I don't know. And then uh, we, then see, we uh, have the barrels. Yeah, in the wine cellar. John Howell, <laughs> silly. I love John Howell so much. Uh, yeah, the wine cellar, it looks pretty, pretty much what I pictured it to be. It just irritates Corey that they're wine barrels. Yeah. Because in the book they're not. In the book they're food barrels. It's because I, it's based on like kind of what you remember. But I, now here we I go. So here is, here is video I guess not, he looks but, like he's yeah. leveraging the entire set of barrels. There seems like to be a, a trap door and a lever that Bilbo pushes, and the trap door opens. Right. With all the dwarfs in it, and it's about to go down in one of the shots. Right. And I think right. some of this is live footage, while some of it is mixed with older production. But what's interesting about the orc is, I mean, I keep mixing dwarf and orc. I don't know what my time is, but I keep <laughs> mixing them up, which is completely ridiculous. Uh, we have the wild and crazy water ride amusement park. This is, yeah, I was going to say, this is something else that's going to show up at the Warner Brothers, you know, Hobbit environment at Universal Studios is the barrel ride. Dude, that would be awesome. I'm like, I don't even care if I it know. would make him real. I saw this and I'm like, this is so totally an amusement park ride. It is, because it, they literally had to build an amusement park ride on this green screen set for the barrels. Yeah. The more rocky green screen part of it, which I think is not this is a live event, is that they had to make this set, make it more green screen. It's more tight-knit. The rocks match the, the edge of the last progression of the orc battle a little more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
definitely the t I think when they first come out because the water's rougher, which would match the concept art of the waterfall near the the Elven Gate. But the shot that really does it for me, which is definitely from the live event, and not a lot of people have seen, is Thorn somehow has Orcrist because yeah. he has a sword. Which can only be one sword because I don't think they're going to throw Orcus away. I how he gets Orcus back. We're assuming he got it. I mean, I'm assuming he got taken away from him, right? Yeah, I mean, all, none of the dwarfs have weapons. They don't have armor anymore. They're all in long pajamas. Right. And why would he have a sword out while he's in a barrel challenging something on shore? Maybe the orcs made it that far after them, and the elves see them escaping through this hmm. way, and we sort of see them going down the river. So you have these three parties converging. I think that's going to happen hmm. during the escape. And then a lot of older projection videos, which have the uh, dwarves in the river on location. They have to put them into barrels, and then they take float them down the river, and then they take them back out of barrels. Mm -hmm. We see them uh, paddling along on the river. Yeah. The river ha must have slowed down from the more rapid currents that are right. at the elven port, and the water's more shallow. And we see the orcs. Oh, God, I did it again. Oh, my, what's wrong with me? The dwarves. The dwarves. I don't know. I apologize. Uh, we see them come on shore, not in Lake Town. I don't know why I didn't notice this before. This is definitely well, I, I, but I don't know that this is part of the movie. I mean, I get the sense no, that this I, is I'm, I think stopping. It is. They're feel, they're, they've stopped their filming for the day, and they're pulling everybody out. You know, I, I really think it is because we see them sort of acting in some of the shots while most of it is set, and they have to remove them because we see this shot of Feely on the same shore, this is definitely filming of them out of the barrels. It is a filming sequence. And they're grabbing for a rock, maybe, and they're looking up. And then I, it hit me when I saw this, based on the live event footage. It oh, has bard. to be Bard that they're yeah, reacting no, okay. to, because he says, um, let me listen. He says, now that will get you killed. Now that would get you killed. After changing his target from one direction to another. So maybe he was looking at Thor and the leader, but then saw Feely and Keeley kind of scrambling like that. Right. And right. then it kind of sends them a warning shot, which gives us an example of their of his prowess. And they're definitely completely powerless in the next shot we see of Feely and Keeley on the river looking up. They're no longer struggling. And this was a seamless footage that I just uh, stuck it in the middle of. So that was definitely the correct order based on the production. So it seems right, that Bard right, meets right, them right, way right. further up the river than originally planned. Hmm. Which is interesting. interesting. And we see them on the lake yeah, with the ice. Yeah, because I'm trying to figure out how they. Well, why are the bar why are there barrels on his boat unless he had? I mean, what? Well, maybe it's just his job to get the barrels, and he oh, brings okay. a bow because you know there are orcs about. Because he's going to pick up the. Well, he picked. It's well, maybe it's his world. job to pick the barrels up when they come down from the elf from the from the you know elven kingdom. Well, maybe he's the guy who I mean, does it. I mean, someone has up. to do it. Yeah. Also, I remember now that in the scene you're about to show... Uh, which is the live the event, one that everyone talked when about. Keeley talks about him having an orc wound, which I couldn't figure out how he would have gotten an orc wound. But now the that you've battle, put this yeah. together and we have the... Um, you know, it could very well be that Tariel and Legolas are fighting the orcs on the shores of the river while the, while the dwarves mm -hmm. are actually you know, And they just don't down. get to the dwarves in time because the orcs slow them down. Which would mean that Legolas and Tariel would actually know about the dwarves being in the barrels. Mm-hmm. Pr they probably would have figured it out, but it definitely gives them the idea that they're in Lake Town, for sure. But, I mean, they would have known that anyways, because where else are they going to be going if they're going to the dragon? Um, in this scene, it was um, apparently three to four pages uh, on the boat, which is a long time, because a page was about a minute, 
on screen. Right. So three to four minutes talking on the boat with Bard, which is one of the main scenes people were talking about after the live event, and it's just Bilbo uh, mothering uh, uh, Keely. Keely, whatever. Um, is it really about an that long, though? I mean, I mean, it was long in the live event because what he was trying to illustrate was mm -hmm. how Freeman does different, you know, Freeman gives him a different take every yeah. time they do it. Three to four pages is just the lines they wrote on the script. Uh, they were showing huh. different things. So there must be more to the scene that we realize, or maybe they were counting the previous thing where Bard finds them. I'm not really sure what the cutoff point wow. is. But the well, fact that this also, scene could I be longer. That Bilbo, that Bilbo responds to Bard's question that he asks at the end. Yeah. You know, what did you come east for? Mm -hmm. And it could go as long as to them uh, actually reaching Lake, Lake Town. It's nothing. It's just a scratch. No, that's more than just a scratch. That is an orc wound. I don't know. Goblins, trolls, wags. None of that was in the contract. Mm. Should never have back in. That was my first mistake. So we, we have an old saying in the Shire. We learned it from birth. You never venture east. So tell me, Master Hobbit... Why did you venture east? Also, uh, and I'm jumping ahead here, but it looks like this is how uh, Bard actually smuggles them into. Yeah, Lake they have Town fish in the, the barrels. barrels all of a sudden. And yeah, so in, they're in Lake yeah. Town in barrels. So I thought to myself, and he's going, shh. So I'm thinking that what Bard does <laughs> yeah. is he puts them back in the barrels and he smuggles them into Lake Town in the barrels. And the barrels can't be empty because it's a job and it'd be suspicious if they were empty. Right. So he apparently fills them with fish. He must be really good at catching fish <laughs> to catch that many. Yeah, well, I'm show. assuming he's probably using a net of, I mean, a big seine net or something. Still, that's some skill and yeah. luck. And we see the dwarves uh, multiple times in these sequences sneaking around in a very comical, unbelievable fashion, like physics don't matter anymore. Like they have a wire lifting <laughs> right. one of them up into a building yeah, and then a, crashing through a window and rolling through. Yeah. Now, and are they dressed, when they have this scene where they're facing the, um, are they dressed again? It looks like they're actually dressed again and stuff. Or are they still in their underwear, basically? No, I, think looks, I guess they're still they, in I think they have some clothes going on, just so they could be presentable to the Which people mean of Lake Town. Yeah, Bard would have. Well, these, these soldiers, we already have mentioned this in an episode, but the soldiers, uh, uh, uniforms are quite interesting <laughs> i i kind of like that they went for a more eastern europe thing just because we are in the east northern I east like big garlic cloves <laughs> i mean or i i I'm, i've seen armor like this in the real world yeah, so i'm no, just like to. you know it makes them maybe more silly it makes the master more silly possibly because they okay, represent yeah. the master's point of view i i one of my favorite things about the films is armor design i really like designing armor but yeah they are they are quite silly yeah. I can kind of tell just in because you're going kind of slow on that one that the two scenes are definitely different. In other words, the you know the dwarves were shot in a different room or different stage, and they were. Uh -huh. You can see the the you blue screen. Yeah. Uh, it's a really uh, quick comp job that's not finished yet. Yeah. No. They all look like Obi Wan Kenobi when he's dead. Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Yeah, your last hope. No, there is another. Yeah, they seem to be wearing a transitionary costume because later we see them yeah. wearing furs. Right. The people of Lake Town actually seem to respond positive to, the, to them, which we thought they might change based on the like, Riddle and Dark episodes. Uh, Bard's at the forefront because we can see him in front of the guards. And the guards yeah. are in a circle the around the dwarves. The guards are facing in, aren't they? Yeah, and they're facing yeah. the dwarves. So right? it seems like Bard is standing before the master here, maybe. 
course, it could be a different like scene. I mean, or you know, like a I really, I really, it, it looks like master. the same thing though. Like it doesn't. It, no, you're right. It does because you know, then the master comes snow, out of his balcony, right? Everything. I'm not sure if that's the same, same scene. Let me see. It, it's hard because it cuts away. We don't. I don't know for sure. Yeah, it's hard to say. Because the master seems to be in bed at one point, and he says, "Dwarves, I didn't let give permission for dwarves to what? enter the city." I have seen dwarves, sire. Dwarves? I gave no permission for dwarves to enter the city. Apparently, when he first gets the news, right, and then late, and mm-hmm. then when he comes out, it's he's you know he's doing his political thing, his diplomatic thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's where he's yeah, talking. Right here. Yeah, okay, yeah. That's the scene. The spears. So they it's must be talking before still. the master. So maybe yeah, Bard is like. Welcome. Why have Bard stand before the master? Maybe they found out that he snuck them in. Because he's definitely not behind the guards. He's in the circle where the dwarfs are. Hmm. I just noticed that. I didn't notice that when I was looking, pre- yeah. like, preparing for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have a manservant character from the live event. I can't remember if he's in the book or not. Uh, no, he's. I don't believe there is a manservant in the there book. There might have been some something. Uh, he seems to be very worm-tongue-esque, but not evil, just obedience, creepy... Uh, Pedo stash sort of guy. I don't know. He's he's very weak looking <laughs> yeah, character. So this is the scene where he's waking Igor. him up and saying there were dwarves. Cool. And he says, I didn't give any permission for dwarves to come into town. I like how they've incorporated sort of a scaling effect on all the architects. Look at this. Over on the wall is a, is a huge portrait of the oh, master. Yeah. They that's had a close up of him further, further yeah. back in this video. So he's definitely, like, the fact that there's a close up and a portrait of him. He's definitely yeah. a ridiculous character. Right. He's going to be more comical. But I like how they have a sort of scales and all their architecture, even on his bed. It's kind of like the dragon is influencing their very... Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Love that. Interesting. And here's Pete staring longingly at him for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> While Steven talks about himself. Are this, is it like fish or something on his chair on the top? Yeah, well, that's what I mean. I'm gathering because the guy, you know, he caught all that, that fish. I guess fish must be a big. big well, they're on a lake. lake. Yeah. It would be a prime. I mean, it wasn't really that. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it was actually in the book. They talked about it. Yeah, there he is, all in his master garb. Oh, this is a really uh, important scene. I thought from the live event, we see Bard in an alley, sort of talking to a guy, right. not straight on, kind of like on the side. Right. So right. it's being very secretive. He talks to him, he hands him something, and then takes something from him. And so this probably is where, paying um, him for something. Jackson's over voiceover is saying that they're making Bard very enigmatic in this movie. That mm-hmm. we're not, you know, we're not to be, you know, he's making it so the audience isn't sure whether he's a good man or a bad man. He has created a character with a sense of, of enigma about him. He has a, a kind of almost a Robin Hoodish kind of mystery slightly shady background we're having a lot of fun we're having a lot of fun with that character not really knowing whether he is a good guy or a bad guy which seems really weird to me if he's a because it looks like he's a parent deliberately helping the dwarves here maybe he denies helping them in front of the master but like doing this and then running from the guards. Maybe it's just because we don't see him aligned with authority. So I, I'm not sure. But Well, and also, uh, uh, Peter said that he he's intended to be kind of a Robin Hoodish figure. Mm-hmm. So, which which we actually discuss this in Riddles in the Dark. And I, you know, I remember that statement and thought, well, that would actually put Bard in opposition to the, to the uh, you know, power, yeah. authority and power. 
I mean, he has to be just because he's going to take that power from the master. So if he was the same, it would be, it'd be pointless to have the a transition in power between these two people. It's, hmm. I wonder if it's going to be like Strider, because at first you're not really sure if Strider is a good or bad guy, even though he's helping yeah. the Hobbits, but we yeah, find out pretty quickly yeah. he is. I, I think it's probably going to be something similar to that. I, I just don't see him being like that ambiguous. At, at least not for very long. Well, he's not going to be to anybody who's read the book. <laughs> I mean, anybody who's read The Hobbit's going to know he's not... You know, I, I do find it a little odd that he wants to make him an enigma because anybody who's read the book will know he's not. Will know he's Maybe he was saying that in the book he was somewhat of an enigma because he doesn't show up until so late and he has all this past... Maybe uh, something like your that. Your statement was in the uh, specifically was about in the movie. We want to make him an enigmatic character okay, or something okay. like that. I guess what he's talking about is people who haven't read the book. You know, and maybe they've done their homework, and the demographics are that there's a good percentage of people that haven't read the book. So, mm-hmm. but we see him in some other shots running around the city and sneaking right. around, and here we see him coming below the city to a lower level. We walkways over the actual water, which. I can imagine there being a little basement level. And mm-hmm. we see him sliding down, and I didn't notice this at first, but uh, you see uh, s- some Bilbo running. Oh, Bilbo. Uh-huh. Or I thought it was someone else earlier. It's like Bilbo. So, yeah. For some reason I saw Dwalin was running by, so maybe I have another clip snuck in here on accident. But we also see some other guy down here, yeah. and I think that's Bard's son. Because he's younger. Oh, okay. He's down below. He doesn't care that uh, uh, these people are running past him. Right. So he's working with Bard to sneak them around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we have another scene of him running across the water. Everyone thought maybe it was fire, but I think it's just the lens reacting to some set lights because you see yeah. other people around the town, and they're just going about their business, yeah. pouring water. So he just seems to be hurrying because he's just it's part of his personality running right, around. Right. We also have some shots in the live event footage of him running from a guard, knocking things over to slow him down through a markety area spinning around. So, maybe, yeah, that's more of the Robin Hood thing. So maybe yeah. he's causing a distraction for the dwarves to sneak in. Oh, it could be. Or sneak out, one of the two. I don't think they need to sneak out because we see them in the next shot. Let me get to it. They're all suddenly wearing furs. Oh, there we go. Yeah, you're right. bright colors. And then we see them wearing the same clothes on a boat with the people right. of Lake Town waving okay. them You're farewell waving. as they, they are in a boat out. going up river to what I... Ice-filled river. mountain. Yeah, I guess the ice thing is just because they're an orphan sleeping giant sort of metaphor. Maybe it's like, oh, they're asleep, so it's frozen. They're not really who they're meant to be. So they seem to approve of the dwarfs, people of Laytown. Yeah. Yeah. Which I wasn't sure about. So Let me get to the actual mountain, finally. Right. Uh, Thorne is looking at the map. Uh, they have an earthquake moment. Earthquake moment, yeah. I don't see Bilbo anywhere, but he could be nearby. They're wearing the furs they left with, so definitely the furs are the end of the Lake Town stuff. So Smaug has been aroused enough to shake a mountain. So I wonder if this is the cup being stolen and him coming out and them having to run. Could be. Well, yeah, that's what I thought when I saw this, was it was going to be the point where the dragon's going to come out. Which means um, we would get that far in the movie. I'm, I'm not I'm really unsure about the cutoff know. point. Yeah, I don't. Well, I I personally don't think it's. I don't. I think Smog's not going to get killed until the third movie, beginning of the third movie. Marketing reasons alone, I'm thinking that it'd just be really yeah. hard to sell it. We see Bilbo inside. Uh, he's wearing the blue 
uh, fur robe that he got in Lake Town. Right, right. Apparently he somehow managed to get under a pile of gold. I don't know how. <laughs> Maybe he got knocked down by Smaug. And he puts and he on the says, ring in the scene. Yeah, he says yeah. that I'm about to put on the ring and try to get away from him. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of not acting completely serious here, so I think it's just a rehearsal take for the camera framing. Right. Uh, okay, so that's that's the end of the the dwarf and Bilbo arc of the footage we've seen. So I think we got I think we got a lot out of the live event because a, a lot of subtle details. Like I didn't even notice Bard's son for the longest time. Right. Kind of the nature right. of Bard and sneaking around. Right. Uh, we also got the clip apparently the cinema clip that was the full clip of Gandalf and Radagast, not in Dol Guldur, which I thought at first. It's in a place. Where the tomb of the Nazgul are, the High Fells, mm-hmm. those which are. is in which they actually use an actual name, and they said it was Rudar. Which oh, good thing I have the map on this uh, desktop that I have here that I'm sharing with you is right here. That's the name, oh, big letters. Okay. So that's where the right. Eden moved. So he actually so, had to yeah. go. That's right. Corey said that he had to go back to the, the west of the Misty Mountains. It's ridiculous. So how? Yeah. So he has to go from here. Right. In South Mirkwood, he probably gets a little this far up before turning well, back. The Carrick, well, the Carrick is up further. See where the Carrick oh. is? Yeah, it's right there. If right he leaves there. from Bjorn's. Okay, okay, actually, that's not as far as that. But he still has to go on the other side of the Misty Mountains, which was hard enough. Uh, right. He's apparently meeting Radagus there, because I don't think Radagus says this is Radagus a nice place to be. Radagus seems very confused, like he's, he doesn't even a, understand why he's there. Yeah, he says this isn't a nice place to meet, I think, not be. Right. So maybe it was planned... He did say nice place to meet, yeah. Yeah, so he has to go all the way up there and then back here, which isn't a big deal on film, but it means you're going to have to cut away to a different scene. So it's not happening all at once. That's crazy to me. I just don't understand. I mean, they're dragging it out. It would have made a heck of a lot more sense to have the Nazgul tombs have been in Dolgulder and then. It would have made a heck of a lot more sense to not have the Nazgul in the film. Well, this is true. (laughs) This is true. Yes. We actually got yes. this uh, scene in one of the earlier trailers, and it was the trailer they showed in September of last year after the film right. announcement. So maybe they didn't have time to make a new trailer of him sneaking around. Right. And the dialogue this isn't is, that revealing besides no, this the, is the scene. This is the clip he showed at CinemaCon last year, isn't yeah. it? I, well, I wouldn't know 100%, but you yeah, said I it was earlier. Yeah, I'm sure it is because uh, we had uh, somebody did it like a you know, blow-by-blow blow of the thing, and I mean the dialogue and everything and it matched. Okay. So we'd have to have we'd have to have the scene cut away to the dwarves, which I think would maybe maybe be halfway through Mirkwood. I'm not really sure. It depends on exactly what they're doing with this arc. I mean, you know, I could see maybe if Gandalf hitches a ride on an eagle. <laughs> well they are uh, I mean around. that's the only thing I can think of is that would justify him going back like that. I mean, you know, here they just got through the Misty Mountains where they, and they've, you know, made the dwarves really angry. I mean, how's he expect to get back through the Misty Mountains again? So maybe, you know, I mean, I could see him taking the eagle back, but I, I just, what, like you said earlier, with everything else that's going on in this movie, this whole activity of Gandalf's, I just, it's it just confuses me. It confuses me. I just don't, uh, obviously we're going to see how it fits like in, but. Yeah. It feels like they're just stretching it out, you know? Because <laughs> they don't, I think the what they're doing and I'm starting. I'm starting to suspect it more and more. Is that the end of Gandalf's arc in this film? Is guess what? The Necromancer is Sauron. That's gonna be like the end of it. 
because they don't uh, want to, yeah. maybe they don't want to kill this really higher level villain the villain than Smaug off too soon because that right, would be right. weird. It's really right. awkward to have it uh, because the audience already knows who Sauron is, so they're like, well, if well, he's around, who cares about the dragon? That's what they might yeah, think. Yeah, well, but the battle dog will do. Yeah, but I mean, that what really did happen was that they thought they had driven the necromancer out, and they discovered that they had been duped. I mean, there's yeah, no I reason why that can't still uh -huh. happen. Last year on that riddle, I, I said that he wasn't actually going to be there. There's a scene in uh, War in the North where they climb up a tower, and the villain in that game's like, I'm going to fly away, and he jumps off the tower and then escapes by air travel. I'm like, that's, what's, that's <laughs> well, basically and I what's going to happen. One of the reasons the Nazgul did get in, in, uh, introduced back into introduced into the Hobbit is uh, tied to that, you know, um, that they're they're somehow connected with spiriting him, spiriting him off, or, yeah. or you know, they're they're the rear guard while he makes his escape and stuff. It's really weird. It was really weird that one he even showed up in the first film, just coming out of the wall. I know. Well, there's just these additions, you know, we talked about, and I think the last Worlds in the Dark we even talked about, even Azog, even having Azog. Oh, man, I hate Azog looks so like, much. It's just, oh, he looks too. like uh, Kronos from God of War, and I'm just like, oh. Well, I don't even do games, but to me, he does. I he, even, looks, yeah. he looks like something in a game. I mean, he just, he takes me out of the story every time I see him. Also, um, just a lot of the CG in the first film looked really fake. There's one part where the ponies are not real; they're CG, yeah, and they're yeah. acting. The animation's pretty stiff on them because they're background characters, but they're not doing anything. They're not getting picked up by trolls. Bill was just standing next to them. I'm like, yeah. why are they fake? Why are they? I fake? know. And I know. the CG in Lord of the Rings trilogy is is less advanced, but they blended it better, better with the yeah. with the, the shots. Like I only have a few games. problems with it still. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but then the, we have the, the enigmatic bowl. It is important, I think, to point out the fact that Bogue was in not in any of the V-blogs. He was not in the live event. But we did get marketing photos of him. You know, And now if there was an explanation in the sense that the guy who plays Azog said that originally the guy who plays Bogue was playing Azog. And then oh, but I've seen like that guy it. in their uh, making of Azog. And CG now he plays Bogue. And he doesn't look like well, Bulg. but because his ex his explanation as to why Bulg was the one being featured so much last year was because because Peter had gone back to the drawing board to do Azog, they oh. did not have an Azog in time for any of the promo shots. Huh, because I because uh, so what I Bulg. saw was a, a video showing the change of time over Azog, and they showed the original Azog design where he was a guy in a suit, and he didn't look like Bulg, and uh, they just replaced all of that at the last minute. So it's really hard to tell what the stages of development were. Uh, Bogue probably had a bigger role, but well, the guy uh, who plays Azog explained that the person who who plays Bolg is a is an actor friend of his, and I okay. guess Peter didn't like. He originally played Azog because they they both went out for the Azog role, and his friend okay. got it. And then Pete didn't like the character. He didn't like it; just wasn't working. But they were so far along in the production. Okay. I mean, he literally got. He said he literally got called called in to be Azog, and I mean, you know like he said you know they were just too far mm -hmm. along for like the marketing department couldn't they couldn't get azog together fast enough which okay. which also to me would explain the sloppy cgi of azog it's not a, an excuse but i just you know it's like you know what uh, the animation was fine it was just i didn't like the actual style of the lighting on cg elements and i didn't like the way it was blended in with the film and i just i don't like the way the hobbit looks in general because it looks really fake, and I like the Lord of the Rings because it looks really real, and it 
it's it's a problem not just with The Hobbit, but with a lot of films just being made in the for the last few years. And it's ah, blah blah blah. I could go on. <laughs> That's my field, so I could go on and on and on. But uh, I guess that would make more sense because I was saying if uh, the original Azog had been a bigger deal, then we would have seen an action figure look like the guy in the video. But I guess since yeah, I guess it was Bog. Uh, all the promotional images we see of him have the now pretty recognizable Dogolder set. So right. he's definitely there. And if he is there, and that hasn't changed, then um, if Ga- Gandalf doesn't get to Dogolder because he has to go to the High Fells first, we're not going to—he's not going to have enough time to get to Markwood. He's going to be very separate. So I don't think he's going to even be with the group. No, even I though think, he well, has he the same be. style really of armor, which off. is uh, the V-shaped armor with the skeletons, which is right. the Dogolder uh, orc design. So it's right, not right. Oh, right, random right, right. orcs yeah. from Moria or something yeah. like that. It's probably the Gundabad design. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He definitely makes it. Gandalf definitely makes it to Dogolder, and there we—it's definitely, it's definitely Thrain. Uh We see new, new uh, Thrain footage of him jumping in the air really high, like a strange dwarf like- ninja. <laughs> I don't. Well, and, and who is this? Oh, yeah. that's not Gandalf on the right, is it? Somebody wearing uh, yeah, suspenders. Yeah, it looks like it's rehearsal. That costume oh, must be really hot. Okay. I got it. Okay. So they probably took it off. So you can kind of see the camera down there. Yeah. It's okay. a close up on Gandalf suddenly being attacked by this ninja dwarf. <laughs> and it's yeah, it's still Goldor because you can see the Especially spike. if Thryon is actually on, on his wall. last leg, so to speak, and he's about to die. Um, oh, he has, a, he has a weapon. You see that? Yeah. He somehow got a sword. Who gave him? So maybe he was released on him. Yeah. The other thing is, is this also could be a uh, flashback. But he's never been, in the movie. It is said that he's never been to Dogoldor. Like Gandalf that, says oh, that okay. in the first film, and it really bothers me. It bothers me to no end because I'm like map and key, map and key. How did you get? Well, I just I think the map and key got given to him another time. Yeah, I don't think it's even going to be. I mean, explained. my I, my theory is it got given to. Oops, it got given to you know that. I mean, I, I, one theory of mine is that Thryon calls Gandalf in before the Battle of Azanobazar because all, for all Thryon knows, they're all going to be wiped out. And then mm-hmm. he wants to give the Mapakee to somebody he can trust, can... you know. So, I mean, there's all kinds mm-hmm. of different ways they could have dealt with While those that. theories are probably going to be what the director imagined, I've reached the point where I'm like, I can't imagine us flashing back to that point. I just, I just don't see there being room or time. I could be totally wrong on this, but... Just it would seem really awkward to just toss that in just for some exposition that everyone's already accepted at this point. The movie audience well, isn't questioning. I mean, you may not, you know. Yeah. I mean, but I, I just think, think it's going to be answered. Weird that all Th- Thorin says, you know, where'd you get this? And he says, your father gave it to me. And then that's it. You know, that they're just he, gonna he had no reaction, like and the audience yeah. accepted it. So technically, yeah. they don't have to. If no one's asking, why point out the question type of thing? So I, I think that's one of the riddles that's just not going to be answered. But I could be totally. This is where I could. You know, become the loser oh, of the real dark. Anyway, so it's second. Uh, it's second, second and then the only second. other things I edited together in this video were uh, deleted scenes from the first film, which right. was the Hobbit thing where Big Bilbo Hobbit is party. younger. Yeah. Maybe somebody's best day. Where uh, where Gandalf meets the the little boy Bilbo. Mm-hmm. So they were they had a lot of stuff going on in the scene. Tons of actors, tons of costumes, festival. Yeah. Gandalf doing fireworks, probably. And then the other scene, which I was disappointed in not being there, was uh, this uh, Bilbo and Elrond scene yeah, of them talking or together. Bilbo sees Narsil, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is really obvious, because that was in the trailer. 
That's uh, pretty cool. And it wasn't in the film, so it's extended edition. Yeah. 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 And that's basically so. everything. What some well, that's a lot of stuff, later. you know. That's a lot of stuff, but I mean, I think, uh, I think, you know, really, you've given people, uh, uh, hopefully, the listeners, a good um, feel for the kind of thing to look for when when these trailers finally do come out. You know, when Jackson finally does put something out. Um, mm. Nice refresher in the old stuff. And I stuff. think you know you've you've hit the you've I think you've hit the chronology really well. I think the big question is, you know, where on earth the Gandalf scenes are going to get sprinkled in, and and. You know, it may be too towery, too towers like, where we kind of just go back and forth throughout the movie. Mm -hmm, except there really is a lot of stuff happening in the main arc. It's not like five different arcs divided, it's really only two. So I don't know, I don't think they're going to be equally balanced. And if they are, what are they going to fill it with? <laughs> I know. Yeah, I don't know. But I, well, we I don't probably know. won't I get Bal Dorgor in this movie. Because, you know, we've got the foreshadow of Gal Galadriel saying, you know, if you need me, call on me. And we also have Philippa Boyens telling us how, you know, awesome, kick-ass Galadriel is at the dog at, at the Battle of Dal Guldur. So we know she's going to be there. Mm -hmm. So there's that whole thing. I don't know. You know, yeah, I, I hope he does. I hope he doesn't make the two, the two sides equal because there's... You know, I hope he sticks. Yeah, I think we might be getting the battle of Dolgodor in the beginning of the third film because I don't, I don't know if they'll have time. To well, do see, it the either. argument there is, is people believe. Yeah, Gandalf that needs to get back, but they could drag no, it no, out. No, no, that he wouldn't right? put two battles in the same movie. Hmm. That the you know the third movie is about the battle of five There's armies. There's an orc battle the, in this movie. Yeah, but it's, oh. I don't know. I you know it's hard. I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say. I I. I kind of tend to agree that the Battle of Dol Guldur will be in the second movie because, you know, he also I, I likes wanted to, to get to the... be in the second movie and get it over with, but it's just, it's really, I don't know. Well, he likes to pander to the people that like yeah. battle scenes, and so, you know, you need a big battle for movie two, but it's, I don't know. It's one that's of the things I want to wait more on, for sure. Yeah, well, that's true, because, I mean, the trailer, when the trailer comes out, I think we will have this question much more clearly, you know, mm -hmm. as clearly answered as we can get it. Because obviously, if there's no Battle of Dal Guldur scenes in the trailer, then, you know, that makes it more likely that it's in movie three. Yeah. But still, I don't know. I just, I just, uh, yeah, I mean, I, and also if... See, I also think that the death of Smog is going to happen in the big in the beginning of film three. So I can't see those two things happening in the beginning of film three. Yeah, I, that, right now know, it seems like not, he's just going to fly out. The Battle of Dal Guldur will be like the climax of of film two, in terms of getting rid of the bad guy, and then Smog is going to get off in the beginning of film three. But I don't know. We shall see. Yeah, they probably just it, end with the movie being like, "Oh, I'm flying now the mountain. Oh no, trouble next time." Yeah. Um, well, Dragon Ball Z. Exactly. I mean, I think what's going to happen is, you know, Smaug's going to get all ticked off and leave for Dale, uh, leave for Lake Town um, at the end of movie two. Um, you know, like, like, uh-oh. <laughs> or the dwarves may go, oh, okay, he's gone. Or <laughs> say, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, where did the dragon go? Dun, dun. Then the other one is, you know, I, I guess with that too is, you know, when are we going to start seeing the dragon sickness take hold of Thorin? You know, where along the line are we going to see that? Um, you might get a foreshadowing moment like we did in a yeah, film one, you know, but I don't think it's really going to happen until film three. Right. I mean, in the book it starts for all of them pretty much when they're sitting on the ledge there, but you know, we maybe see the beginning of it, but you're right. I would imagine it's not going to actually develop fully until film three. So 
Lots of unanswered questions. But, more um, questions. More and more questions. I don't know. I'm still, my jury's still out on this whole thing. I mean, I did, I did a research paper on the evolution of the Hobbit. And to tell you the truth, uh -huh. as far as adaptations go, this is probably one of the best adaptations that's ever been done of the Hobbit. Because the other adaptations... Well, the other ones are just horrible. crazy. <laughs> well, I'm talking about the plays also. I mean, there were plays oh, that were done in, in Tolkien's lifetime that were, you know, they changed where the dragon got killed. I mean, it was just like the changes were, you know, way crazy. Oh, oh um, before before we end this, I kind of I kind of want this as a conundrum, even though the answer is totally no. But uh, it'd be cool. I really think the most uh, nerdy thing they could do to the really deep Tolkien fans is have uh, Bilbo have that dream of Turin. It will oh, never happen. It will never happen. But oh you my mean, god! Or Smaug. Smaug, in the book, it's Smaug that has the. Oh, it's Smaug. Oh, I'm messing mm -hmm. things up. But it would be so awesome. But it will never happen. But yeah. it's like the, the only rights they have. To That's sort of the talking that purse. That's kind of the talking purse of film too, isn't it? Yeah, it's the only thing they have. The, that's true. It's it's. I mean, it is in the book. They have the rights to it. He's there. And He's we don't crazy. have to call him Turin, right? We call we no, because it's just a dream. You don't have to name anyone. It's just right. The that's right. It would be it would really be, awesome. It would be interesting if the dragon did have that dream. But I really, really doubt it will happen. But still. Well, if if Laura and I do a a, a digest of this episode, we'll we'll maybe have that be the conundrum. Maybe. We'll maybe. smile. Dream of Turin. Dream of Turin. <laughs> well, listen. Thanks. Thanks for all yeah. the hard work you've done on this. this Sorry is if I was terrific. really long-winded. No, well, you know, in the tradition of Riddles in the Dark, um, I'm sorry. I'm just so I'm just sorry that we couldn't play the video along with this, so that the folks could see it. Yeah, but we just can't because there's we just don't have the copyright to it, um, yeah. so we can't publish it. But hopefully, um, we describe things thoroughly enough for you guys. And a I lot, would say yeah. one thing is maybe maybe if somebody has a specific question you know like we're be we've maybe been really unclear because we're talking and seeing the picture let us know what we're talking about and maybe we could put us you know put a still, still or we could just yeah. answer on facebook in the comments yeah i'll probably see everything on there anyways yeah so. yeah so you know ask us if there's something that you're not clear about that we we were completely like you know mm -hmm stupid about trying to describe hey this we'll thing here yeah that happen. thing's really great what thing I, yeah i was yeah, trying right. not to do what that talking about? Hopefully. yeah so just let us know because this it's, it's a little difficult to do this but anyway other than that i think you know you've put you've just done a really good job putting stuff mm -hmm. together and um you know it's going to be interesting to come back and look at this once the movie's out isn't it <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i'll look at it but <laughs> I'll remember. Or actually, you can continue on. You know, when the trailer comes out and stuff, you can just keep this. Uh, well, I have the. I have. I didn't delete the file. I edited it in, so I could put it back in. I could definitely post it after film two and see how close. Because I mean, by then, who cares? It's copyrighted. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, good. Well, oh, thanks very no. much, everybody, for uh, for uh, for listening. And Brianna, anything else you want to add before we? Uh, one shut last this thing. Down? I think. I sure. think I probably will be a judge this year. I think oh, I'm just going to do right. it because, you know, what? You? even if I am going to be a judge, if I still guessed right, I guessed right. And to me, I still That's won. Right. That's and right. like, That's honestly, right. I argued that some of the judges calls like the same questions that kind of miffed Dave last year, but we accepted them. Like if I had really argued against those, I would have gotten more riddles wrong, technically. And I would have gotten one of the conundrums. <laughs> I would have gotten one of the conundrums uh, to like write or something. 
Well, so, it's yeah. actually there was you and I can't remember who else, but there was another person that scored really, really high. Yeah, they got the same and, number uh, of riddles right, but I got more conundrums than them. So. Right. So I think, <laughs> you know, you two will definitely be asked because it just makes sense to me that the winners of the previous year become the judges of the following year. And this year we're not hooking Riddles in the Dark to Mythmoot. Um, they'll be, the Riddles in the Dark will be done separately and probably after Mythmoot, which means that there will be time for people to try to bribe the judges before the, the judges actually turn in their answers. All prop swords sent to me. There we go. So, you know, we'll we'll make sure people know. So we'll announce. So Brianna is officially accepting. So Brianna's gonna be yeah. a judge for myth for uh, Rebels in the Dark year two. And then um, you know, we'll let you know who else is gonna be. But that's great. That's awesome. Yeah, um might as well just we'll, accept it now. It's gonna happen. Yeah, and of course you'll, you you'll probably have Dave giving you, you know, his opinion about things. Oh oh I expect um, I expect all your guys' opinions about things. Well Dave Dave actually wrote last year's judges about, you know, like a nine page brief. Because oh, he so he has the same mood. crazy habits that I have. Okay. Yes, Good. he does. He does. And he takes full advantage. So. The notes that we use for the show are five pages long, by the way, audience. I right, type them right. up. Right. <laughs> Right. Crazy. Okay, good. Well, thanks very much. That's great to know. That's great yeah. to know. Well, I'm going to, would you like to, to, uh, you know, give the signature, uh, exit line? Do you remember what it is? You know what? I did this once when I was podcasting. I totally screwed it up. <laughs> so maybe you should do it. All right. I, like, I suddenly can't remember now that I'm saying. I know, I know when you put it on the spot. Well, I'll tell you what it is. At the same time, I say goodbye to everybody. Thanks for listening and Godspeed. So I hope you enjoyed that episode, that bonus uh, Riddles in the Dark Digest episode. It went kind of long, I think, because we were trying to paint pictures for you with our words since we couldn't share the video with you. Hopefully, hopefully that worked and you were able to sort of follow along. Now, as promised, here is the conundrum um, that, that uh, Laura and I have come up with for the bonus digest. Um, this is one that won't fit any place else, I'm sure, so it's a bonus conundrum. Ready? Is Keeley hotter than Thorin? Yes or no? Is Keeley hotter than Thorin? This is our hot dwarf conundrum. Okay, so uh, Jackson's trailer is either about due to come out as you listen to this, or it's out already for movie two. We'll see how well that uh, our that this uh, episode stacked up against it, and I'm sure we'll be talking a lot about it on the site and in future episodes of Riddles in the Dark and Riddles in the Dark Digest. So until then. Thanks for listening and Godspeed.